Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. And we start right off with a bunch of confusion as John brings up something right before he says, and go. <laughs> He's evil. And I love him anyways. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm John. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror and thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. We take turns. Also a demon. <laughs> take turns selecting from our movie genre, movies that in our opinions have not received the respect they deserve, but not today. Today is our Halloween episode. Woo woo woo! Which they said. Sorry. Actually, Wrong I button. Suppose, I should go woo. <laughs> so they let they me pick the whatever movie I want. Whatever movie you want. That's scary. Is this scary? I mean, it's a horror movie. Is it a horror movie? It's a horror movie. Yeah, it's a really good horror movie. Is this horror? Did you yeah, watch it it's a horror very movie. recently? <laughs> it's I watched pretty... it like an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I mean, it's pretty gory. Like when you said I'm watching, I just started I mean, now. I like, like Saul. I'm on the way home from the store. Like, huh? like you see all the kills. Well, it's a story from the 90s. Yeah. There was a lot of... Uh, but, yeah, how many was like four people behind this? They don't, they don't do any of that PG-13 shit where they show the knife and then cut away before they show like, the yeah. stabbing or the blood. And the fake blood is good. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? What are we doing, Tony? We're doing Scream. What year was that? 1995? 1996. I was really close. The original Scream. IMDb <laughs> gave it 7.2 and Rotten Tomatoes 79%. Wow. It seems low, actually. Not really. I would have thought it would be in the mid-80s. How many Scream movies are there, Tony? Is there five or four? There's four. Four. But there's a TV show and I think there's some kind of weird remake thing or something. I don't know. That's a scary movie. Well, there's I a few of those, I don't too. remember Scream 4 at all. Although I know I've seen it. Which is our second Matthew Lillard movie that gets parodied. Yeah. Yeah. So the budget for this was $14 million. The old one. Courtney Cox. <laughs> <laughs> the opening weekend, it only made $2 million. Really? So everyone was like, this movie's going to be dead. But... Everyone liked it, and through word of mouth, it ended up grossing $103 million. Wow, just, just a slow wow. starter. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't happen often. No. Someone was for pissed. <laughs> that wouldn't happen now. If it only made $2 million opening weekend, it would only be in theaters for like a week and a half. Yeah, it would already be on video. <laughs> like the day, a couple weeks later. They yeah. dropped that shit straight to Netflix. <laughs> uh, so what did you think going in, Carly? Hey. Hey. I thought, I've seen this before. Wow. I've seen more than one screen movie. Actually, wow. in my head, it turns out I had just merged them all together. So watching this oh. was like a new experience. <laughs> Things I thought were going to happen didn't. No. <laughs> so even though she'd seen it before, still never seen it before. <laughs> it had been a while. I said, sure, let's watch it again. What did you think, John? I thought Deputy Dewey. <laughs> okay. Then I thought of Ready to Rumble. Because, you know, he plays... Because you always think of, of Ready Rumble when you hear about David, uh, Arquette. David Arquette. Yeah. And he dresses the same in both. <laughs> Does he? Yeah, he wears the costume. I've never seen Ready Rumble. Oh, well, oh you, you should. God. It's yeah. so... You know what? I might make you watch it next. Oh. It's, I find that movie quite enjoyable. But really? we know that Elaine has questionable taste in movies, so... <laughs> That's the damn truth. I mean, Elaine, what did you think? Of Scream, I thought, oh, this is in my top five horror movies of all time. Ooh, really? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Well, I have some review. I super love this movie. Oops, spoilers. <coughs> Maybe I don't. Maybe I hate it. <laughs> we'll see. I saw this in the theater. <clears throat> I did too. I did not. It was not week one. 
much like everybody else. <laughs> oh, no, I, I saw it the opening weekend. Really? You were the one. Yeah, it's just me. Then Two how million times. times did you go back and watch it? I only saw it once. I saw it uh, with Robin and Lisa. And we were, they were all freaking out because you're trying to figure out who did killed, who was the killer. I was, I was surprised. I was yeah. like, oh, didn't see that coming. They do line it up perfectly to make you think, to really do a We'll get to nice that because that's the end. So uh, let Tony do his, his uh, something. So first review is from... Stabby Stab 69. A, a Haugen 107. Hadouken. Haugen or Hadouken? It's A-H-A-U-G-E-N 107. A Haugen? A Haugen? I don't know. At Hogan. At Hogan. <laughs> he says... This movie completely changed my view on horror films. Before seeing Scream, I would never watch anything that might make me scared because I hated horror movies. When I saw Scream, it completely changed all that. It introduced me to Matthew Lillard, who I had never heard of before. Now he's my favorite actor. Ah! Just stop reading. Okay. Okay. So this is scary. Honestly, honestly, the opening part of that review, I was like, wait, did I accidentally write this? But then he mentioned Matthew Lillard, and I was like, no, no, it wasn't me. Stop his favorite no. movie, favorite actor. So this fuck guy that guy. Gets out a lot. Oh he gave it ten God. out of ten. I don't care what he gave it. His opinion isn't valid. I mean, maybe if you had said Skeet Ulrich, I would have been like, oh, okay, maybe. But I can't believe you found the one review that liked Matthew Lillard. Yeah, there's got to be more than one of those. He got more than one movie role. That's yeah, true. But and people love him as Shaggy. I hate. Well, him. I mean, he. He looks right. like Shaggy. So. I never watched any of those. Snoogans. There's more than one, right? Maybe I should pick one of those. Yeah, Freddie <coughs> Prince Jr. plays on That would have been a great Halloween pick. Oh, my God. Scooby-Doo would have been a fantastic Halloween pick. Well, one of us would have to like it, though. Anyway, moving on. The next one's from Egg McMuffin. No, <laughs> Egg McGuffin. <laughs> I am McLovin. <laughs> oh, wait. He's, I got one here from Grimace. <laughs> he said, uh, I screamed all right. I scream because of how bad this movie is. <laughs> we'll start with Wes Craven. This guy made one good movie his whole career, A Nightmare on Elm Street, and even that could have been twice as good. Could have been twice as good as it was. And this is just more generic crap from the Craven Factory. And he goes to trash pretty much everyone in the movie. He gave it one out of ten. Wow. wow. So not a fan. Not That's a weird. fan. All right. <clears throat> so this movie was written by Kevin Williamson. He did Cursed the Faculty. Hmm? Hmm? Oh, okay. welcome back to the podcast. I know what you did last summer. I kind of remember what you did a few years ago. Dawson's Creek. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't last a day on the creek. <laughs> Elaine's favorite line from Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. It's not my favorite line from Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back. Is it why they call you Cockknocker? Funny no. story? That's a good one, too. It's when they're playing the video that they took of Jane Silent Bob on the... Um, after, after the robbery when they're playing it on the news mm-hmm. and you hear Jay say I am the clit commander <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible but fuck it every time you know what I think fun. I might do that next that was fun <laughs> when is my turn again commander. just uh, makes me laugh I'm right next then Elaine then you you just went <laughs> can I go again no sure. okay Snoogans uh, it was directed by Wes Craven R.I.P. 2015 what? wait wasn't Jane Silent Bob in Scream 3 Yes. Mm-hmm. Boom. Nailed it. See, it's and all cycle. Wes Craven and what's her name was in Jane Silent Bob. Apparently they apparently filmed right next door so they jumped on each other's thing because it was funny. That's cool. I appreciate that. Wes Craven did Nightmare on Elm Street, obviously. People Welcome under, back to the podcast. People Under the Stairs, Red Eye, 
Vampire in Brooklyn, Serpent of the Rainbow, <laughs> Dracula 2000, Wishmaster. Oh, God. I think... He made a lot of shit. <laughs> I have to tell you, I think I saw people under the, under the stairs. I don't remember it, but it's, I remember having nightmares about it, and I don't know why. It's got some intense scenes, but overall it's not that great. I remember going to see a Vampire in Brooklyn thinking it was going to be a horror movie, and then no. after about 10 minutes you realize it's a comedy, it's comedy and then yeah. it's like, okay, yeah. it, it's, got, it's got funny parts. Because evil is good, and ass is good. And if you get a set people, it's going to be evil ass. <laughs> Woo! That's yeah, my favorite It's kind of just Coming to America, but with vampires. Right. Yeah, but Coming to America is a better movie. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, no one's just the Lion King, but with cool people. Right. It's the, li- so I, it's the real live-action Lion King. It's the better live-action Lion King, I'll tell you what, right mm-hmm. now. So, starring Drew Barrymore. Welcome back to the podcast. You're going to give her a starring role for this? She's, she was she's in it first on the. She was now in it less this, than Henry Winkler. This is a real Steven Seagal executive decision, kind of a. Yeah, it sure is. She was in Charlie's Angels and Batman Forever, and ET. Actually, welcome back to the podcast because I Two did Charlie's Angels row. and I right. did Batman or, Forever. That's why I said that. <laughs> Tony does homework, <laughs> unlike the rest of us. <laughs> um, kind of the whole point of it was Drew Barrymore got the role of Sydney, but. Uh, after going through everything, she was like, you know what? I'm going to do Casey. And the director agreed because you, at the time she was a very big actress. Nobody else was really anything except Courtney. So they, it was kind of a fake out because you were like, well, they're not going to kill her off in the beginning. Uh, they do. Wasn't she in part, um, Nut Campbell Party of Five? Yes. Wasn't that like a big thing right was now? Was she in there yet? She was in... Yes, yeah, she was because she was. Wes Craven saw her. She was, but this was before it was common to go from TV to movies. It was really, really hard at this time. Courtney this... Cox did it. She was just in Friends. Yes. Yeah, but she was in Friends. But <laughs> and none of the other people... Uh, in... That's a valid argument. She was in... This was before Jennifer Aniston made the big transfer to movies, and this is right at the same time that George Clooney was trying to make it into movies, and his early movies did not do well. Yes, but he's Clooney. Yes, Matt but LeBlanc he's... did that monkey movie. But none of, the, none of the Friends movies did good, except for Jennifer Aniston. Like, all the other ones were real shitty, and this was not considered a win for Courtney Cox. Um, excuse me. What was that movie that David Schwimmer was in? Don't with, um, I don't know. I was going to say with Jason Lee. Um, it's a guy thing. No. Underwear. No. Saving um, Silver? No. No. Kissing no. a Fool. Kissing That's a Fool. That's yeah. a really good movie, though. I what do about the like one with Bruce Willis and Chandler? That one is good, not the, the sequels. One? And I can't uh, think of what it's yards. called. Yeah. Yes. I like the yeah, that was good. I don't like the whole 10 yards, but yeah, that, I like the, the second one was just really bad. The first one was good. But that's like the only Matthew Perry movie that I liked, I think. I'm sure there's probably another one that he was okay in, but... He had a movie with Selma Hayek. Was Fools Rush In? That wasn't mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. So Nev Campbell's in this movie. <laughs> she was in Party of Five, as you may have heard. Uh-huh. Wild Things and The Craft, which might come up again. It's not Wild Things. I thought was going to be really good, and I went to it in the theater, and it was just really let down. It yeah, was. It was like, eh. All I remember from that movie, and I never saw it, was people were going nuts over that kiss. They're like, "Oh, the girls kiss." Yeah. <laughs> But that was back when that was a big deal on a movie. Two hot girls kiss. Nowadays, it's like, oh, that's a Tuesday. (laughs) Party of Five uh, ran from 94 to 2000. So this would only have been... Two years. Only season one would have been out because they would have probably filmed this during season two. So that show wasn't... She wasn't wasn't big yet. she She was... Okay. She wasn't big yet. Ski Ulrich from As Good As It Gets and also The Craft. And Courtney Cox, this is the first thing she's ever been in. No one ever heard of her. She oh, wasn't yeah. He-Man. She wasn't He-Man. Yeah. And in a Bruce, Bruce Springsteen, Springsteen video. video. 
and Misfits of Science, which only I watched. I've never even heard of that. <laughs> it, was, it was like really bad. It was really cheesy in the 80s. And it was like like low rent X-Men. Which Bruce Springsteen song was it? Dancing in the Dark. Was it Dancing yeah. in the Dark? People are on stage to dance in the dark. I was going to say Born in the USA, but I'm like, huh? No, definitely not. <laughs> like, why was she in there? And of course, Matthew Lillard from Hackers, She's All That, and Scooby-Doo. So this is, wait, wait, he's on the list of most reoccurring actors yeah. in our fucking podcast yeah, now. Like, he's nearing the fucking top. almost the Matthew Lillard podcast. It, that makes three. This All is, right. This is the, uh, this is the final up. chapter in our Matthew Lillard trilogy. Next fucker is it? a Matthew Lillard so, movie. He's getting punched in the nose. <laughs> it's a mat trick. It's a mat trick. All right. Skeet Ulrich was picked for this because he looks like Johnny Depp. He does look like Johnny Depp. And Wes Craven is a big Johnny Depp fan, obviously. Like, like he's clearly trying to be Johnny Depp in this. Yeah. I don't know. Skeet Ulrich always looks greasy. So does Johnny Depp. He's creepy looking. <laughs> he is creepy. I don't think I would date him. Sorry, Skeet. Also, <laughs> And your, your name, name is, is fucking Skeet. Skeet. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a fucking Muppet? <laughs> when I hear that, I think of... um. From the window to Ooh. the wall. Ah, skeet, 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 skeet. They're not talking about him. No. I don't even know what they're talking about in that reference. Really? Yes. Are you being serious? Yes. Come on, you're just fucking with me. No. Okay, well, I'll tell you about it later. So we get the Dimension Films logo, which always means it's going to be a good movie. <laughs> it's like the Canon logo. Hawaiian H- uh, Halloween H2O. Mm. So the movie doesn't waste any time. Who didn't silence their phone? I didn't silence the media, and it went into a clip. That's not what I thought I was getting to. What are you doing? You're supposed to be paying attention. The movie had started. I thought she was going to do a scary movie call or something. Actually, it was the clip of the call at the beginning of the movie. Because I was actually looking up some about the movie. Wow. Apparently, Carly waited until just now to do her notes. No, my notes are done. (laughs) So the movie doesn't waste any time. On the cold open, we get Scream. And there's a Scream. In the background. Then we cut to a phone ringing. It's a landline. That's scary. Yeah. What year is this? 96. Yeah. Yeah, I had a landline in 96. Yeah, I think most people. Everybody had a landline in 96. So Drew Barrymore, Casey, picks it up. And there's no caller ID really at this point. (laughs) So. You know who this is? Remember the commercial for when those came out? Do you know who this is? No, but I know who this is, Mr. 55512. <laughs> they well, just hang up. They said that this movie, and this could be bullshit, but they said this movie increased caller ID sales like three times. Probably. That makes sense. Until Star 6 7 came out. Yeah. <laughs> well, didn't they charge you for that, though? Yeah, at yeah, first. 50 cents or something. But if you were going to call somebody to kill them, you spend the 50 cents. That's true. <laughs> they, they called you like seven times, so that's. All right, the guy. That's why you got mad at the end. If you hang up, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> we made a money. The guy on the line apparently has the wrong number. So she hangs up, but it rings right back. And it's the caller again. This time he apologizes and uh, tries to get her to talk to him for a little while. But she says, uh, no, there's 900 numbers for that and hangs up on him. Casey turns on the gas stove and throws on some popcorn. The, jiffy pop. The old jiffy, jiffy pop style. They still sell those, but and I'm do always they? like, I should get one. But I never do. Microwave popcorn is just really easy. Mm. I bet jiffy pop tastes better. Ooh. Well, go ahead and buy Shots jiffy pop. stopping you. No, I'm just saying I bet it tastes better. Well, when you're like, I'm going to buy Jiffy Pop, you walk over and you're like, wow, it's like $5 for a Jiffy Pop. Hey, <laughs> a box of microwave popcorn with three in it is $2. <laughs> a box of microwave popcorn with 10 in it is three fifty. Why are you getting the $2? The $2 one with three, you get the $10 for three fifty. Buy one, get one for anybody got change for a nickel. Here we go. This is a, now our Price is Right podcast. <laughs> $1. 
So the phone, 99 cents. The phone rings again. It's the guy from earlier. Casey tries to hang up, but he, she, he gets real playful with her and kind of draws her into a conversation about scary movies. What's your favorite scary movie? Which I ask you guys. Right now? Yes, John. Okay, I'm glad you came to me first. Because okay. when you said you were going to ask us this question, I was like, you know what I want to no, pick? spontaneous. Because this was something that used to scare the bejesus out of me. And it was, it's not technically a movie, but it's really long. It's mm-hmm. the Michael Jackson video for Thriller. Oh, okay. Oh. And it had, a, good. it had a Hollywood budget and everything. Your favorite scary movie is a Thriller video? Yes. You couldn't pick an actual horror movie? When I was a kid, that the song would come on the radio would scare the bejesus out of me. My sister would put it on the fuck with me. <laughs> and that's why I'm not afraid of it anymore because she just played it so much and was like, eh, I'm okay now. Hmm. Carly? Silence of the Lambs. Oh, good one. scary movie? Hmm, good. I actually really like that movie. Hello, Carrie. Not as much Elaine as you. That. <laughs> I, I don't like that at all. Elaine? Okay, well, before I tell you what my actual favorite scary She's movie gonna is, shit on mine. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, if I was going by John rules, I would pick Lou Ferrigno's Lou Ferrigno's uh, Incredible Hulk TV series. That's not scary. Because it terrified me as a child. Wow. When he turned into the Incredible Hulk, I would run screaming out of the room because I was afraid of the Incredible Hulk. Ask Audra. Facts. All right, well, that's a scary. Um, Terrified me as a child. Well, that's a TV show, not a movie. Well, that shit's terrifying. Did they show Lou Ferrigno hulking out in the movie theaters? Because they showed the Thriller video in the movie theaters. But my actual favorite... I am now. My actual favorite horror movie is Aliens. Aliens? Mm. Aliens, yes. I love it. I think it was, I was thinking about it as an action movie, not a horror movie. It's a horror I movie. It's sci-fi. Excuse me. I think the first one more of a horror movie. Mm. I like them. I actually love them all. It is my favorite horror series. Mm. But well, My favorite series is Intelligence. But my favorite one is Aliens because it is slightly more fun and slightly less scary. Alien it scares the shit out of me. <laughs> okay. But I do like it and enjoy it. I will go with probably Fright Night. Fright <laughs> Oh, we've done that on the podcast. Everybody go back and listen to with our episode. <laughs> and we, Tony and we just I went. just saw it in the theater last yeah. week. And it was awesome because I had never seen it in the theater and because uh, I'm not that old motherfucker. <laughs> and, uh, and it was really cool seeing it with an audience that laughed at everything and stuff like that. I was like, that's kind of cool. That would have been cool to go to. Unfortunately, I was out of town. And I was working. So, um, Casey says that her favorite movie is Halloween. Uh, the caller makes her guess his favorite horror movie. And she goes, I don't know, Nightmare on Elm Street? And uh, he asks her if she has a boyfriend. When she, and she says, no, I don't. And then she says, well, what, he says, well, what are you, uh, something like, what are you doing right now? And he's like, why? She says, why? And he goes, because I want to know who I'm looking at. And that shakes her up. A bit. Yeah, she's sure. like, what? What did you say? He's like, I want to know who I'm talking to. They were, like, they were being like, what she said. They were being like flirty and kind of fun. So she said she didn't have a boyfriend. But then he's like, I want to know who I'm looking at. And she's like, uh, what? <laughs> Maybe I do have a boyfriend. So she runs and turns the he lights. He plays football. <laughs> she turns the lights All on the outside and locks the doors. Smart. But her popcorn is still going. It's smoking like a motherfucker. <laughs> she gets another call. That house stinks like burnt popcorn. <laughs> and it's the same guy. Uh, this time he's way more aggressive. He says, and she goes to hang up on him. She says, look, if you hang, hang up on me again, I'm going to gut you like a fish. Yeah. He says he wants to play a game with her. Can you handle that blondie? 
and this sensor running to make sure that all the doors are locked around the, locked around the house. There's a lot of doors. And, yeah. they're, a lot, and they're all open <laughs> yeah. until, until just this moment. Yeah. I mean, I guess in 96... Well, there should have been one that was accidentally locked. In the neighborhood that... It's 50-50. ...was a townhouse neighborhood, and we still always had a door unlocked in 96, but... Well, they do say that they're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, they're so in the middle of nowhere, so... Which is why you'd lock the doors. That's why I would lock the doors, but... My mom doesn't lock her doors. My parents, they do at the house they live in now, but the house they had before, the back door was always unlocked. My had to go through the dogs to get to it, so... <laughs> My mom's back door is unlocked. But we didn't need a key. They leave it open, too. Like, until they go to bed, that door is, like, open. Oh, that, no, no. Then you got flies in your house. Unless you got a screen door. There's a screen. Well, Casey threatens to call the police, and he says, well, you can if you want, but it doesn't matter. They won't make it in time because you live out in the middle of nowhere. She asks, what do you want? And he says, I want to know what your insides look like. To which she runs to the center to downstairs and that's when the door runs to the center of the house and that's when the door stair uh, door stairs doorbell wow. hey where's the, the doorbell rings doorbell Ding rings dong. where's the worst place for you to go when you're worried about something like that the middle <laughs> come from she's just survival one on one dummy yeah. grab a weapon find a corner yeah she does grab a weapon and she does find a corner but it does happen to be in the dumbest place ever <laughs> like I start cheering for the bad guy because she's making such bad decisions <laughs> that's the point though so you're here for the bad guy bad decisions no most people do not have a good up. fight or flight response the voice keeps harassing her and she says that her boyfriend's going to be there any minute and he's going to kick the shit out of you he's a big football player obviously and, no no she says he'll kick your ass he plays football i'm like <laughs> i like, want her to die i, I want him to die too you didn't have a boyfriend she's like i lied i do i have a boyfriend he goes his name wouldn't be steve would it and then she says, what? How do you know that? And then she looks out back and the caller tells him that Steve's out back. She turns on the patio lights and sees that he's been duct taped to a chair. I guess that football thing didn't And beaten up a bit. Yeah, he's bleeding about yeah. the head. He's scared. He should be. He's about to get gutted like a fish. <laughs> Casey starts to go outside. The caller says, no, no, you have to stay inside. We're going to play a game. I'm going to ask you questions. And if you get it right, Steve lives. She asks him, who's the killer in Halloween? She, she says, eventually she says, Michael. He says, good. Then he goes, but here's the real question. Who was the killer on Friday the 13th? And she says, it was Jason. He goes, no, no, it wasn't Jason. And she's like, no, I was Jason. I've seen that movie fucking 30 times. And he goes, no, in the first movie, it was his mother. Jason doesn't show up until the second mill. She's so, like, you tricked me. Yeah, it was a trick. It, it's not a trick question. He's like, <laughs> lucky for you, there's a bonus round. But Steve's out. But since she got it wrong, <laughs> they disembowel Steve. So turn the lights off. He goes, well, I got one more question for you, and if you get it right, you can live. Which door am I at? <laughs> and then she's like, fuck. She doesn't guess. She's yeah. like, I can't! And then somebody, one of, you know, I guess the killer's in the back, he smashes a chair through the... Through one of the patio windows or whatever, because they're windows. all glass. Mm-hmm. See, but there was no right answer to that. There was a killer at both doors. Why you spoil it? Because this is Thriller. <laughs> um, so she grabs a knife and, from the kitchen and then uh, near the burning popcorn, runs and hides. And she sees the killer run through the house. He's got like a cloak on and that scream face that you've seen. A million times? Yeah. Ghost face killer. She goes out the back door and hides. Uh, ghost face killer's in the Wu-Tang Clan, dear. <laughs> well, ghost face is the name of, the, of that mask, though. 
Yes, but the Ghostface Killer came out way before this. Yeah. She peeks in the window, sees the killer running through the house trying to find her, and she also sees headlights coming down the road. Um, she peeks back through the window, and the killer's right there, and s smashes through the window to grab her, and then headbutts the window. And then she punches him in the face with uh, the phone, which... A little bit of she trivia. She still had the phone with her when she yeah. went outside. It was a portable phone. And I kept just waiting for them to call again so it would ring and they would know where she yeah, was. Exactly. No, but she was on it the whole time. Oh, was she? she never hung up the last time. Because when her parents get oh, home, she wouldn't hear Spoilers, God! You're bitching at me and you know you gave away like the whole movie. It's 2019. That's you haven't seen twist. fucking Scream. <laughs> Then you should watch it because it's good. I'm sorry. Um, for the, allegedly. I'm sorry for the for the really young people and those six other fuckers who didn't see Scream. I don't know. Look, Emily said she's going to start listening to the podcast. I am. Maybe Emily has never seen Scream and you just ruined the whole thing for her. What a shitty brother-in-law. Mm. She doesn't know me. Apparently <laughs> she's going to learn. <laughs> she's going to find out today. You're going to learn today. <laughs> anyway, that scene... Hi, Emily. How are you? Nice to s for you to hear me. <laughs> Where she turns around the face is there, and she punches it in the face with the phone. Apparently, that was Wes Craven, the director, wearing the outfit so that he could get the shot right, and she punched him in the face with the phone. Because <laughs> he's scared. He's like, motherfucker. Yeah. Well, that scared me, even if I knew it was coming. Not going to lie. Well, what's funny about this is that the ghost face here gets beat up a lot. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like, Jason don't take no punches. Like, he ain't no bitch. Yeah. Okay, you could try, but he ain't no well, bitch. Jason, he ain't no Jason bitch. also weighs more than the killers <laughs> combined. So. Yeah, the killers are high school teenagers. <laughs> like seven feet tall, yeah. 20 pounds or something. Yeah. Jason is, is like a zombie. These are like men, but, but yeah. <laughs> Look, Jason is the undead zombie. These are just high school dudes. Yeah, well, Mike Myers. Who don't play football. No. <laughs> Mike Myers don't play football either. <laughs> He'll kill you to death. So Casey uh, runs towards the car. <clears throat> but that's when the killer tackles her and uh she starts to get up to run but he also gets up and chases her down and starts stabbing her repeatedly climbs on her and she kicks him in the balls um and then casey pulls the mask off and apparently sees who the killer is before she gets the final stabbing uh, her parents have pulled up and start to go into the house smoke alarms going off because popcorn's burning and the front door's open. <clears throat> Mom picks up the phone to call the police because there's obviously struggle and stuff. And she can hear Casey dying and gurgling and shit on the phone. She starts to freak out. She runs back out front and Casey's bloody body is hanging from the trees. Disemboweled. Mom screams. Get it? <clears throat> so, uh, also, David Arquette was supposed to play Billy, but he chose to go with Dewey because he thought Dewey, Dewey would be more fun. And Jacqueline, how do you say his name? Jacqueline Phoenix. Joaquin. 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 Phoenix the Joker. Turned down Billy Loomis. It's roll. Good for him. He landed on his feet. I don't know. He <laughs> looks real creepy too, so I could see him as Billy Loomis. But he wouldn't have made it. He would have played it as Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix. He wouldn't have played it as Johnny Depp. Jason mm. Lee was supposed to be <coughs> Randy. Oh, I would have liked that a lot. That would have been really good. Like that would like have been a lot better than the, um, what's his name? Who did this? The, Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy, yeah. I never really liked him. Nah. No, he's terrible. The Malibu movie, whatever it's called. <laughs> the Mask. The Mask 2. The Mask 2, yeah. Son of the Mask. Oh, Jamie Kennedy experiment. We could do this all day. <laughs> so really we, rather we didn't. Because <laughs> we, I thought that was it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. 
I mean, shit, even Seth Green's an improvement over Jamie Kennedy. That's Let's not be real. crazy. Even Shannon Sossaman's better than Jamie Kennedy. Whoa, no, 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 shit. That's not true. Michelle Rodriguez. That's, that's not true. Jamie Kennedy's better than both of them. Damn. We cut to Nev Campbell, Sydney. She's uh, typing something on her computer in her nightgown. Or uh, her house coat. Is that a nightgown or a house It's coat? a nightgown, but it's the same, It's the kind of nightgowns that 60-year-old ladies buy at this Coles. <laughs> then that's why the first thing that Billy says is, you wear that today? They look really comfortable, but every time I go, I'm like, I look at them and I'm like, man, I bet that's comfortable. And I'm like, stop it. You're not 65. <laughs> and I walk away like a normal person. It's like um, nightshirts. I like nightshirts. Yeah. I'm not, oh, for men? Yeah. I'm not Peter Pan. You have to wear the hat, though. Yeah. And have a candle. <laughs> well, yeah, but you, you sleep in your suit pajamas. My suit. <laughs> I was gonna say, you're making me think of how I met your mother. Because <laughs> even if I die, I want to be well dressed. <laughs> so she's sitting in her house coat nightgown, and, but she gets distracted by some noises outside of her house. She pops her head out the window to see what it is, and Skeet Ulrich or Ulrich. Oh, Skeet, 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 Skeet. Billy Loomis pops his head in, scaring He's her. Got a terrible name, Billy Loomis. That sounds like a murderer. Billy Loomis is a murderer. Yeah. Well, not really. He's from two other horror movies. Oh, really? It's Samuel Loomis is the boyfriend of, I forget her name, in Psycho. And Samuel, Sam Lewis Loomis is the doctor's name in Halloween. That's oh. Michael Myers. That's so why it sounds like a fucking stuff. murderer's name. Yeah. I guess calling him um, <laughs> Billy Voorhees would have been too on the Yeah, <laughs> maybe a bit. <laughs> Billy Krueger. <laughs> so, so well, I mean, Fred's in this movie, so. Yeah. We'll talk about Fred later. So Sydney's nervous about him climbing in her bedroom uh, window. I don't know why. Oh, it's because her dad's in the next room. Um, he scared the shit out of her. She screamed. He didn't like toss a rock so she would be able to know. No, what was he's coming. just like, hey, and she's <laughs> like, oh my god, I'm now dead. <laughs> he's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'd like to do a little hibbity dibbity. Mm. She's like, no. <laughs> so you scared the shit out of me, and now you're gonna pressure me to having sex. Fun times. <laughs> Good he's a great you guy. Then he, then he tops it off with, see what you do to me? He's like, oh, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so. Terrible. Elaine's not, because Elaine fell for that, didn't you? Ouch. <laughs> Back Ouch. in 1996. <laughs> <laughs> I will neither confirm nor nor die if I was having sex with my high school boyfriend in 1996. It wasn't me. So her dad hears the scream. I was too young. I'm like, what? How old was I? I was 16. I was definitely happy. <laughs> 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 it wasn't me. It's not a secret. I was not. I was too young. Was All right, Shaggy. Give me a few years. That young. Anyway, her dad hears the scream from the other room. John was probably also having sex in 1996. Not with you. No, not with me. But I bet you were having sex in 1996. Uh, nope. Not the whole year? Went through a long dry spell? That's a Can we talk about Scream for a minute? <laughs> I don't know. It's kind or of fun. We don't usually minutes. interrupt um, Tony this much. I am on page two. So and usually, pretty good. if we go on a lot of tangents, it's usually because we were bored by the movie. And I don't think any of us were bored by this movie. So it's just kind of... Uh, you don't think so? Aww. Let's not speak for everybody now, shall we? Then? I said, I don't think. That was a personal opinion. Well, that's like, it's not facts. All right. Well, it's a moot point at this point. That Kyle's opinion? Doesn't matter. Wow. So anyway, her dad's trying to get in the door. Hey, Dad. 
He's Same like, I heard I, screaming. And she's like, no, you didn't. Same way I'm she trying to get to this paragraph. Something startled me. I but saw a spider. I killed it. Don't worry. <laughs> Why is she saying, no, you didn't? You clearly did. I stubbed my toe. I tripped. I yeah. saw a spider. Because you don't scream when you stub your toe. You yell motherfucker like you do. She should have said I, I saw a scream. spider. Sometimes I scream when I see a spider. Yeah, you do. It was the TV. It was the radio. Yeah, something. Head back guacamole. She couldn't my stop window's shitting. open. Somebody outside. And he was even fine. So her dad tries to get into the door, but she has that thing where the closet door opens and blocks the doorknob. That might come up again. Yes, because apparently she doesn't have, like, a lock on her door. Well, she is, what, like a 17-year-old girl? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, you don't deserve locks. <laughs> Wait, what? You missed Tony's face. <laughs> well, she said, yeah, because she's a 17-year-old girl. Like, you well, know, no, that I, lock? I, See, this would have been a problem that he's one of Tony's baby boats. Exactly. <laughs> 16 years ago. I want to say the house, like, the house I lived in when I was little, I don't remember those doors having locks. Well, the ones that, I remember doors in the house I grew up in that did not lock. They you were just what? really, really fucking old doors. We had the other thing. That our doors only locked from the outside, so I was always just stuck in the room. <laughs> you, didn't keep a, a you didn't keep a butter a butter knife in your room to unlock it. No, I had a tin cup. I used to run across the bars. <laughs> oh. Did you play the harmonica? A little bit. Uh, so you're sad you didn't get put out to sea in a baby boat. Nobody knows the trouble I see. Uh-huh. So dad comes in to check on her. Same paragraph, and uh, he's apparently going out of town until the end of the movie. But conveniently, he'll be back. <laughs> And then he goes He's going to be at the Hilton. We need no By adults. the airport. <laughs> this movie wouldn't work if there were adults around. So yeah. we need to get rid of all of them. As most teenage movies. Um, Which, why are you going out of town? Like, I get you have work and stuff. It's a business but, trip. But you don't want a business trip the weekend of the anniversary of your wife's death. You yeah, just or, or don't. do you? <laughs> you just want to get out of town. I, I don't know why you want to leave your daughter. Well, even, if, even, if your wife, even if your wife was like the town skank, you still have a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's 17, but... I don't know. My wife ever dies, we'll see what happens on the anniversary of her death. You're not dead yet. Don't look at me like that. Mm-hmm. Not today. So Billy says he wants to push their relationship further. Um, I like how he words it. He's like, we started out. It was like a PG. It was a good R rating. We were headed for NC-17. It's like, oh, this... Okay, he's a movie kid. We got it. So he'll settle for a make-out session with, uh, over the clothes stuff. <laughs> then Don't Fear the Reaper starts playing in the background for no reason. Because we need more cowbell. <laughs> there was no cowbell on this version. Worst version ever. Billy starts to stick his hand uh, up, her, up her dress, house dress. <laughs> her <laughs> nightgown. Her nightgown. She's like, I said she, over the uh, clothes stuff. She shuts that down. Get He's your like, hand hey, off my leg. This is where he hits it with the line. Look what you do to me. <laughs> It's like, oh, that's a terrible line. Don't ever say that. Mm-hmm. Fellas, listen to me here. Put your shit on receive, okay? Listen, don't ever say that. This sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> he says that now, but for the next three weeks, he's just going to, like, be kissing me hello and then going, look what you do to me. <laughs> that's probably also true. That's different because it's a joke. <laughs> I'll be just right. laying there and he'll, run, he'll, like, come up. I'll be laying in bed and he'll just roll over and put his arm around me. Look what you do to me. <laughs> It's not funny now. You're ruining the jokes. Thank God. I'm trying to keep it from happening. This is my life, folks. Me and Carly will just be in the kitchen stabbing each other. <laughs> but anyway. It's better than sitting around playing with your cat. Whatever, to the side and go, don't go too deep. Come deep. You coming too deep, man. Oh, spoilers. You coming deep. You coming real deep. 
Your so. collar is super wrinkled, by the way. Thank you. Moving on. So he apologizes for being aggressive, and she says she appreciates the gesture of him climbing in the window and flashes her boobies. Yeah, to give him a nice PG-13. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we don't get to see them. No. no. Which means she didn't actually show him anything. Maybe she did. We don't. I doubt it. Maybe she had a thing for Skeet Ulrich, and he got to see the whole shebang. I doubt it. I don't know. The full Monty? <laughs> yeah. Maybe they were having sex in her trailer. We don't know. Hmm. They were going heels to Jesus. <laughs> it's from Zombie Land. Filing that one. It's you got to see the tally and the whacker. Uh-huh. The next day, <clears throat> Sydney has arrives. the gravy. <laughs> These are all from Zombie Land. Go back and watch Zombie Land again. The next day, Sydney arrives at school to see it's covered in police and news vans. We get a glimpse of Courtney Cox. Why is there police tape up at the high school? No, was there another murder <laughs> there? I don't There was not. <laughs> Maybe it was to keep the reporters from going into school. Because you need to, because reporters are like that. They'll go anywhere. Because maybe they were corralling the reporters, like you have to herd a bunch of cows. That's true. There's an estate sale on my parents' street today, and yesterday we were driving by, and Tony's like, "There's like danger tape up all over that yard," and I said, "It's probably so people don't park on the grass." I drove by this morning to go to brunch. There were cars like all along the street. <clears throat> nobody in that grass. <laughs> there you go. You should have went to the estate sale. There could have been something sweet. There were two estate sales on their street, and well, I passed two yard sales. I live less than two miles from my parents. I passed two yard sales and two estate sales. Dude, you should have called John. He loves that stuff. <laughs> yeah, fun. Well, tomorrow. You, you guys could have gone antiquing. <laughs> well, John and Carly's day up. Fun. Well, However, I believe gone. on Sundays you get better deals because all the true. good stuff's yeah, gone. All the good, <laughs> all the good stuff's gone. They try and get rid of the shit no one wanted. <laughs> What is that? That's those are warped Tupperware lids. Five for a dime. <laughs> I'll give you a nickel. I'll give you a nickel for them. So Sydney's friend Tatum, uh, human trash can Rose McGowan plays. <laughs> now wasn't she the the wife of Marilyn Manson? Yeah, they dated. I don't know if they got married. I remember they went to somewhere and she wore a but thing I mean, where her ass was all out, and I'm like, oh. I remember that as well. But uh. She drops a recap on Sydney. We get a hint that there's been something like this that has happened not too long ago, but they're real coy about it. <clears throat> so we're seeing this happen since, Ooh. well, in a while. Yeah. Sydney says Casey um, sit, uh, sits next to her in class, but not anymore. And then we cut to Sydney, sadly looking over at Casey's empty desk. Yeah, Tatum is kind of a. Yeah. Wow. Terrible? I can see why you don't like her, Tony. <laughs> yeah, that's why. I never watched Charmed, but I wonder if she was that bitchy in that, too. I, I watched a lot of Charm, unfortunately. I used to like Alyssa Milano back in Who's the Boss, but I was like, oh, there's another show with her. Yeah, I don't care. I don't know. Rose McGowan <laughs> and Shannon Doherty on the same show. There's got to be a lot of bitchy on that. Yeah. <laughs> that. At least Offset. Um, the kids at school are all called in one by one to the principal. They're kind of being interviewed by uh, police. Why? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really make sense. I thought maybe they, because when there's a death at a school, mm-hmm. often they're like, somebody's here grief if you want to talk. Yeah, I can see but grief you counselors. Don't get but get called down for that. Well, it's voluntary. Like, was, there was, reason, alibi? <laughs> was there a reason to believe that it was a high school student that killed them? Because I that's mean, the only reason why they'd all be interviewed like that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the maybe there was an alien taking over people. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe it's a really small town. Like, they never really Guaranteed say how Jackie small was. the town is. To but, like, if there's only, like, 60 people in the senior class, they might actually interview them really? to find wanna... out 
more about Casey and stuff like that. Because they really want a, a colossal waste of time. Got it. I don't know. I know you don't know. No one knows why they interviewed the students. Why? Because the plot needed it. Well, Principal Fonzarelli hints that something has <laughs> happened in Sydney's past. Hey. Uh, again, we don't know what it is. And the, the police that are there is, is the sheriff, who was a policeman in Nightmare on Elm Street, and right. Deputy Dewey, who is David Arquette. We cut to the regular crew, Sydney, Billy, Tatum, and Stewart, uh, by Matthew Puke Lillard and Jamie Kennedy as Randy. First time we see Randy. They compare uh, notes about what the police ask them. You know, do you hunt? They ask me if I hunt and stuff like that. And Tatum is like, they didn't ask me if I hunt. Because a girl couldn't have killed her, man, because it's 1996 <laughs> and I'm a douchebag. Kind of like his Matthew Lillard. It was pretty good, actually. All things good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in far, as far as John impressions go, I'm gonna, I'm give that an eight point five out of ten. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I haven't practiced. That's the first time I've ever done that one. This had to be a Tatum's like, so, or a woman with a man's brain, because <laughs> it's not as good as my Freddie Prince Jr. from the She's All That episode. I, I forgot that I did that, and I thought it was funny. <laughs> I like when I laugh at my own stuff. <laughs> Oh, that's the kind of quality content you get on this podcast, folks. <laughs> I laugh at my own jokes. I laugh at my own jokes, too, I every do, too. time. It's, it's terrible when I listen to our podcast, and I laugh a second before I laugh, and I'm like, wow, that's so sad. I have noticed I will also make a comment twice. Right, yeah, <laughs> I'll do this. <laughs> like, I'll comment that on the podcast, I'm going to listen to it, I'll make the same comment. Yep. It's like, wow, it's me and that guy have a lot in common. <laughs> so, they, yeah, they ask him a bunch of weird questions, um... Like you said, Stu says, well, the strength required to gut somebody would probably be more likely to be a man. Sid asks offhandedly, well, how do you even gut somebody? Stu says, well, you put the knife, what does he say? You put the knife in the groin. And you go up to the sternum. Yep. Billy says, have some fucking tact. Sid asks Stu, didn't he used to date Casey? He's like, yeah, for a minute. And then they kind of start throwing accusations around at each other, but... But you can see Sydney is getting is very uncomfortable with this conversation. Yeah. All this talk about gutting people. I also would be uncomfortable with this conversation. Well, considering her mother got gutted. But we don't, but we know, don't know that. that. But just I, I knew that. We just I've know that before. it's bothering her, and she does not want them to be talking about it. And there's some really cool little like uh, I don't know what you call them like eye comments between Billy and Stewie, Stu. You know, it's kind of neat. The second time you watch it, it's you see cool. them. Yeah, they're like, working it out. Like, hey. Watch out, buddy. Like, you're giving too much. Stu and Randy make more tasteless jokes about the murder. Finally, Sid's like, I'm out. And she leaves. says, F this, I'm mobile. And Billy punches Stu. Shut up. Sid gets home and is talking to Tatum on the phone. Uh, she's getting Tatum to come spend the night with her at her house. Well, Tatum's going to come pick her up. And they're going to stay the night at Tatum's house. Because she right. doesn't want right. to stay by herself now that there's been a murder. That's right. Which makes sense. <clears throat> Tatum has to come after practice. For what? We, we have no idea. <laughs> I'm assuming cheerleader because she's like an anime character or something. I thought she was a football player. Is she? I don't know what the fuck she is. My, my friend is coming and she's a football player. Yeah. She's going to kick your ass. I don't know. Soccer so, practice? Does she run track? Probably not. Field hockey? Um, I don't see her being much of a tennis? runner. <laughs> she has chess? She could do tennis. <laughs> Water polo? She's on the varsity chess, chess team. Did you say chess or chest? Chest. <laughs> She's definitely a chess player. I see big things in front of her. She had, Well, at this time I thought she had a big future, but I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so Sid turns on her TV to try and distract her, but it's pretty much nonstop news coverage about the killings. 
uh, we end on Courtney and Cox's this is when report. We see that her mother was killed. Like it's on yeah. the news. Was We're raped and raped murdered. And killed like yeah. a year earlier. Sid cuts it off there and uh, looks at an old pic- picture of her and her mother, and then falls asleep, takes a nap. She's awakened by a phone call. It's dark now. Uh, and it's, it's Tatum confirming that she's coming. She just is running a little late. And she wants to stop by the video rental store and pick up a movie. Uh, I think it's Can't Hardly Wait with uh, Tom Cruise. All the right moves. All the right moves. I was going to say, you, Tom Cruise is not in Can't Hardly Wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the right moves. Yeah, Can't Hardly Wait was the one we didn't do yet. Yeah. Uh, if you pause at the right time, you can see his penis. It's the Matthew Lillard movie without Matthew Lillard in it. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Talking about the wrong stuff. (laughs) So she hangs up. Uh, The phone rings again. Sid picks it up, thinking it's Tatum, but it's the caller from the beginning. Hello, Sidney. I'm a voice changer. Sid thinks it's Randy playing a joke when he mentions scary movies, and the caller asks her what her favorite scary movie is. She says she doesn't watch that shit. It's always some dumb killer stalking a big-breasted girl that can't act, and she runs upstairs instead of running out the front door. Because she's a big-breasted actress who can't act. And he says, this isn't Randy. And she asks who you are then. He says, well, where I am is more important. I'm on your front porch. So Sydney says, fuck that. I call your bluff and runs out to the front porch to see. And there's nobody out there. She asks the caller, if you can see me, what am I doing? She starts putting her finger in her nose. He doesn't answer. She says, yeah, I thought so. And goes to hang up. The caller tells her that if she hangs up, she'll die just like her mother did. And then she runs inside and... Locks killer the locks the door, but the killer's inside the house somehow, pops out of a closet, tries to stab her, but misses. Well, there's a big kind of wraparound porch, so I think he snuck in when she was facing the wrong way, fake picking her nose. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Digging for gold? Well, she wasn't really picking her, her nose. Her finger was, was outside of her nose. She just put it up to her nose, so hmm. they would say, you're touching your nose, or you're picking your nose, or something. But uh, he goes to stab her, and he misses her, and she kicks him, and he falls on the floor. Uh, it's the worst kick ever. Like she moves her leg in his general direction, and he like way oversells it and falls down. It's like yeah, it looks, it looks <laughs> like the floor had been recently waxed or something, <laughs> and it might be a Scooby Doo film. This part of the killer is played by um, Laurel and or Hardy, <laughs> or one of the three Sturges. Sturges. One of the three Sturges. Uh, yeah, one of the three Sturges. They fall on top of each other, rolling around, and Sid is struggling um, with Ghostface. I'll call him. And uh, he slams her head on the floor really hard and then goes to stab her, but doesn't. He kind of rubs it on her face, the knife. Yeah, he doesn't want to kill her. Yeah. Because if you wanted to kill her, you'd kill her right there. just killed her. Stab her in the well, fucking face, movie's over. No screen he two. He wants to kill her, but he's enjoying the... Play with your food? Yeah, he's playing with his food. So she kicks him, runs upstairs, and, uh, you know, we get... Goes into the room, and it's the closet door thing where he can't get in the same way that her father couldn't. <clears throat> and she tries to call the police, but the phone's not working. Uh, Ghostface is against the door, but he can't quite squeeze through it. Sid uses her computer to call 911. Uh, she looks back at Ghostface, is gone. Suddenly, Billy pops through the window again. All right, now, I have a question. Do you think the part of Ghostface here was played by Billy or yes, Stu? Yes, 100%. You don't think it was Stu? Nope, I think it was Billy. Hmm. Okay. I forget, there's a... If you go on IMDb, they break it down on who everybody is, and I forget what they say. Interesting. I think it was. But that doesn't mean that that's right. That's this. No. Is, this is somebody. I saying just wondered that. if it was if it was actually Stu and Billy was always going to try to save her here. 
I don't think they want to. In this scene, I don't think they want to yeah, kill her. I don't think they want to. I think kill they want to wait until the anniversary. I think they're just fucking with her. So that's why her. I wondered if and it was if anybody thought. And I it think was this stew. is all a setup. And there's do. no other reason that Billy would have dropped his cell phone as soon as he walked in the room, other than he was there in the mask, put that cell phone somewhere else. I think he did all of this to yeah. make it so he was not a suspect after he got misdirection. All that. Yeah, it's, this is all misdirection. Yeah. So <clears throat> he comes in the window, hugs Sid, tries to comfort her, saying, "And this is the other part that bothered me." And uh, she goes, "The killer's here. The killer's going to get us." And he's like, "No, he's gone." I'm like, how do you fucking know, dude? That's how you know it was him. Yeah. <laughs> then he drops his cell phone accidentally. She thinks he might be the killer. He didn't see Tony's finger quotes, but accidentally dropped his phone. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, so she runs downstairs to get away from him. Um, She flings the door open and sees the ghost face and screams. And (laughs) just Deputy Dewey holding the mask. And no, Dewey screams too. She screams and and Dewey screams. He screams too. Ah! He's he's holding it and facing the door. Why would you? Because he probably picked it up and was looking for someone. He's obviously a shitty cat. Yes. Well, probably, but he look. He was looking out towards where the person would have ran to. So they arrest Billy. The sheriff and Dewey uh, check on Sydney. Uh, she's in an ambulance. Uh, Tatum shows up, apologizes for being late. We find out that she's Dewey's sister. Gail, uh, the reporter. That's what. Oh, never mind. Gail, you didn't get that? <laughs> no, no, I did. I did. Just something else popped into my mind earlier. I was like, do you remember what this? And it just hit me. Yeah. Okay. Gail, Gail Courtney Cox. Gail Weathers. Gail Courtney Cox. I guess her name is. I think it's Weathers. Gail, Gail, Weathers. Gail Weathers. Shows up and tries to question everybody, but they all tell her to fuck off. The people have a right to know. Yeah. No, they don't. It's my personal information. At the station, Dewey is <clears throat> Dewey's there with Sydney. He's trying to locate Sid's dad, but her dad isn't uh, answering any calls, and he's not where he said he would Should be. Should the Four Seasons by the airport? Yeah, he's not there. Sheriff's questioning Billy. What are you doing with this cellular phone? Like, Everybody has one. It's 1996. Wait, uh, what? No, they don't. <laughs> it's like, that's how you know these are rich fuckers. Other than the sides of their houses, these are definitely rich fuckers. Why? Because they all had cell phones. So they're going to check the phone records. Should have um, been a beeper. Billy's dad is there now. He finds out Billy snuck out last night, too. So their alibi for that night is kind of fucked up. And the uh, sheriff says that... They're going to have to hold Billy till they can check the phone records and clear him of everything. Yeah, I don't think that's how that works. Billy. So we're going to hold you till you develop some probable cause. Oh, right. sure. Well, he was at the murder scene. He was at the murder scene. Well, attempted murder, I guess. I think, yeah, yeah. that still counts. Yeah. Just, I don't have to kill you to be <laughs> yeah. to be held. That's it. Attempted murder is kind of a big deal. I get, oh, I'm just saying, like, it's an assault, too? Or, I don't know. I don't know no, I'd go with attempted out. murder. No. I don't know if they try to stack a million things on them and, you know. Uh, they probably would. Billy and Sid stared at each other through the glass. Like, And he had weed. <laughs> Sprinkle some crack on him! Outside, Gail's trying to get a shot of Sid, but is having trouble getting in the front door. Billy's taken away the whole time yelling for Sidney that he isn't the killer. She knows he isn't the killer. You know me! It's like, um, like if my wife tried to kill me and she would say, you know me, I'm like, evidently I don't. Well, she doesn't know that he tried to kill her, though. But apparently they've been together for two years. Two whole years? Two whole years. Um. Because he says when he goes in her window, he's like, remember when two years ago I started dating you and we were all hot and heavy. And then after her mom died a year ago. Died. Now she doesn't like to be touched or she flinches when he touches her and. By the way, there's some ginger ale in the fridge. That's yours. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Friends, you might want to know that Carly uh, got some ginger ale. She got two liter and drank like one glass. <laughs> and then on the way here today, and that it's been in the fridge for what two weeks. Yeah. On the way here today, Tony bought me a ginger ale. You want to know why it's been in our fridge for two weeks? No because it's Canada Dry, <laughs> and the only kind of ginger ale that this household drinks is Verner's. No, I will drink um, that whatever the Canada Dry when I'm sick, but it's got to be stale. So you gotta. Take the it up. It's probably still by now. It's a well, two liter sick. that's been open for weeks. <laughs> I don't know. How tight did you screw that cap on? Well, after the podcast, friends, we're going to check that out. And, and stay tuned because we're never going to ever mention it again. <laughs> we will forget. <laughs> we might. You never know. Sometimes things come back. Well, Dewey says that, unfortunately, they can't tra- trace the costume purchase because every five and dime costume store in the world sells this, this scream mask thing. So Tatum yells at Dewey. They still do. Yeah. Tatum yells at Dewey, can we go now or what? And then uh, Sheriff uh, takes them out back. But then there's a mess out front because there's too many reporters and shit out front. But Gail happens to go back there and sees Sydney. Gail's the one who goes, isn't there a back door to this place? Yeah. So <sighs> she, she runs up to Sydney, asks if she's okay. Sydney asks, yeah, well, how's your book coming along? Apparently... She has some book coming about, coming out about a bunch of things. About and, her mother. And well, her mother's one of the things in it. About her mother being a hoa. Yeah. Um, about the case. Her yeah. mother's murder and the yeah. case. Yeah. She's writing a book about murders and she believes that Cotton, Cotton Weary was. was framed and that, uh, and she wrote a whole book about it. Or yeah. part of a book. Apparently about Cotton Weary had sex with Sydney's mother. And then she died either that night or really she was close to murdered. it. Brutally murdered. And Sydney believes that he raped, raped, her. raped her and killed her. She was the key witness in the trial. But Cotton says, no, we just had sex and then somebody killed her and my jacket was left there and somebody put blood on it and then put the jacket in my car. So it's kind of a, we got to figure out what's going on. But the, either way, he was charged with it, went to trial, and, and he did it according to the law and they're going to fucking gas him. That's what she said. In the gas chamber. Uh, but anyway, Gail has... The gas chamber smells like pine oil. You're going to pine oil heaven. So that's from training day. That. Gail says her book's coming out next year, and she'll send Sid a copy. And no, she, Sid says, I'll look for it. She goes, oh, no, I'll send you a copy. Like all smiling, and Sid punches her right, punches in, the face. right in the face. Bam, bitch goes down. Like, you call me a liar and my mom a whore. Why the fuck would I want this? <laughs> I hate you. So later at Tatum's, Sid and her are sitting on the bed. Um, Sid gets a call. Tatum's, Damn, bitch goes down. Tatum's mother tells them... Uh, wait, what? Tatum's mother tells them that... There's a phone call. From phone back. call. Oh, Tatum's mother tells them. Yeah. And Tatum's mother is a welcome to the podcast. That's why I couldn't read that. Tatum's back. mother is the mother from Gremlins. Oh. Really? Uh, she's Spartans a- that fucking destroyed all the gremlins. Yeah. Yeah. If she had so gone to pick up Tatum, movie. <laughs> look, if she had gone to pick up Tatum and Sydney from that house party at at um, at uh, curf- house? at curfew time, they would have been any problems. Nobody would have died. She, she, she would have come in there and wrecked some sh- shot. Short student film. <laughs> she took out fucking gremlins. Plural. <laughs> if you want to see who the best killer on this podcast is. Please go back and listen to our episode on Gremlins yes. when we all agree that this mother is badass. There's, there's Imogen Poots and she, then her. She yeah. kills more than Ghostface. 
Um, wow, that would be a fun top ten list. Who's the baddest motherfuckers according to this podcast? Jeez. So only not best that, shot, just baddest motherfuckers. Put a Chinese demon in a microwave. That's true. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Ooh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to go with uh, Wang Chi when he gets the secret serum in him, mm. or Egg Shen maybe. Mm. Did they kill I mean, that many? Um, Wang Chi was. Wang Chi flew through the air though. Wang Chi flew through the air and killed an immortal demon. But after drinking the serum, the best part of him came out of the bottle. Yeah. The only thing <laughs> this that... This is just some mom in a kitchen with a plate and a knife. And a microwave. <laughs> and a blender. Yeah, right? It's the 80s. She was having orange juice and <laughs> This is the power of caffeine right here. No, it's power This is Folgers in your cup. This is cocaine. Folgers in your cup. Good to the last drop. Buenos dias. It's the best part of waking up. All right. So the phone rings. Of course, the call is the killer. She thinks says, it's her dad, but they haven't been able to get a hold of him yet. He says he accused the wrong guy. She accused the wrong guy again. Uh, Dewey runs in like a moron, muzzling everybody in the room with his finger on the trigger. And then grabs the phone. Hello. <laughs> they already hung up. <laughs> yeah. Like, Dewey, you are fucking useless. We cut to the next day, uh, breakfast at the Tatum's. And uh, Tatum and Dewey are there. News is filled with talk about Sydney. The story explains that the whole thing we told you about Cotton Weary and blah, 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 blah. Uh, apparently, <clears throat> Dewey explains that Billy's cell phone records were clean, and they check, they're they checking out the records um, of Casey's house also to make sure he didn't call there, but that's going to take a little longer. Why did they and check his call log? They're cross-referencing everybody who called. Did like they this, have call logs on the, I can't remember on the earlier really 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 dial. Yeah. Just hit redial. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure that they could have contacted the phone company and seen that. Yeah, I'm sure you'd have to have some kind of but exigent circumstance. It's or not unusual for my related. boyfriend yeah. to call my house, though. No, it's not. True. As long as he didn't call right then, which they already checked. But if he called Casey, that would yeah. be a thing. Yeah, I guess. Um, so Dewey That's takes... That's true. It would almost be suspicious if there were no calls from him to her house. Yeah. Because they've been a couple for two years. It seems like it would be very easy to check if he called Casey's house during the time frame either. Well, he may not call his girlfriend. He just goes to the window. Maybe they look close. <laughs> that was the first time he ever did it. She said that. And he's like, I always wanted to Really, if you do could that. Call. She's like, all right, you got it out of your system. Now go the fuck home. <laughs> I don't know. If we were dating for two years and my boyfriend just now figured out he'd get on my roof and sneak in my window... I don't think so. <laughs> She's like, he figured that out after two months. <laughs> yeah, right? Really? No one can climb on my roof and get in my window. Nobody's climbing on my roof. Uh, Although Tony says he used to do it. used to it. live up there. What are you talking about? It's dangerous, though. We need a new roof. <laughs> yeah, Ben just laughed his ass off. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Ben. So Dewey t- takes Tatum and sits to school where they're immediately jumped by a reporter who throws a mic in her face how does it feel to be almost brutally murdered? <laughs> that reporter was Linda Blair from The Exorcist. Mm, I knew she looked familiar. <laughs> See, you were right. This movie is full of just full of trivia. Shit. That movie upsets me too. Dewey pushes the off the reporter away. Sid sees Gail and goes up to her so they can fill us in on all the history, more of the Cotton Weary stuff, and obviously Gail believes that Cotton Weary is innocent. His story's never changed, and da 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 da. And Sid's like, no, he's a monster, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that, that's why... Well, Sydney, like... the story hasn't changed. Sydney well, asked her some it. questions. <laughs> it's a pretty simple story, I mean. Sydney asked her some questions, and then Gail's like, are you changing your mind? Do you have new information? And she's like, no, he's You're a murderer. You're not so sure anymore that he did it? And she's yes. like, no, I know what I saw. He left the house. I saw him leaving the house in your jacket. You saw a guy in his jacket. 
So, yeah, so Sid is, we, we get the impression Sid is starting to doubt that maybe Cotton did it. Well, because um, the phone, the, the murderer guy says, says like uh, your mother. Yeah. Uh, so Gail is excited about the implications that Cotton is innocent. Uh, it will make her book sales go through the roof. She's like, we could save his life. Imagine what that would do for my book sales. Stu, Tatum, and Sid go to their lockers. Sid asks Stu if he's talked to Billy. Is he pissed? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just then a student in a ghost face killer outfit runs down the halls. <laughs> the dogs have opened the door and have snuck in the room. And they won't leave. And John is silently trying to kick them out. And it's not working. <clears throat> they look so satisfied with themselves. <laughs> Okay, Ghostface right. Killer. Ghostface Killer runs down That's the halls. That's not Ghostface Killer. Ghostface Killer is in the Wu-Tang Clan. He was originally it's supposed to be a white cloak with the white face, but the people that made the film were worried that, that would look too clannish. That would look too clannish. It would. Also, it wouldn't be as scary as the white face with the black cloak. Well, we were saying it'd be, it would get blood all over it and you'd see it you know what I mean yeah you'd like, have to like either have a new cloak every time or it'd be like hey that guy he's here to kill me yeah. he's covered in blood this isn't a guy fucking around because those are stains of dirt all over him and blood baking soda and lemon gets and blood more out. than once or wear red they think it's a joke more than once and you would not think it was a joke in that white cloak that's covered in blood by the way they show me wearing their brown pants oof <laughs> So uh, Sid obviously gets scared at the prank prankster and uh, runs away. But on the way, she around the corner, she runs into Billy. She's still nervous around him. He oh, says, you "Skeet, yes, Skeet." Tells him the uh, killer called her last night. He says, "Well, there you go. See, it definitely wasn't me then." And he shows her the ink stains on his fingers from being finger- fingerprinted. Why did he wash his fucking hands, <laughs> a dirty bastard? I thought that stuff stains and it's hard to get off. Uh, I don't know. I've never been finger. Actually, that's not true. I was fingerprinted in the Navy. I was fingerprinted. I fingerprinted and fingerprinted people. It comes off. Wash hands. Just soap. Nowadays, it's just maybe. electronic. Well, he's a, kind of a dirty, scre- uh, greasy motherfucker, so maybe he doesn't it's wash his skeet-ish. hands. Yeah. I mean, he's skeezy. <laughs> skeet is skeezy. Motherfucker's name is Skeet. Oh, Skeet, 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 Skeet. <laughs> Again, Billy complains that Sid hasn't been the same since her mother died. Imagine that. She apologizes if her mother being brutally murdered and raped is uh, getting interfering with, with his, his desire to get life. laid. <laughs> it's like, look, I'm just trying to get um, a little hibbity dibbity going. Yeah. And your mother's death is going to have to wait. Back in the principal's office. We need to get over it so we can get down. <laughs> yeah. Principal Fonzarelli is berating the two boys that ran around in the ghost face killer me. outfit. <laughs> um, and is basically threatening them with scissors. Yeah, this so is scary. Scary. He's scary. <laughs> I didn't know if this was supposed to be like maybe we're kind of trying to throw it to you that he might be the killer or something. Because I never I thought don't know. For this one. Is I didn't either, but it's Henry Winkler. Yeah. This is a pretty scary <laughs> principle. I mean, not as scary as the principle, but pretty scary <laughs> nonetheless. They used to call me Crazy Joe, now they yeah, call me Batman. Jim Belushi was in a movie where he played a principal. I forget what it was called, but that he was a pretty badass. It was. Too. Um, I'm the oh, principal, man. No, what the hell is that called? The We Hate Movie guys talk yeah. about it all the time. I forget. The, oh, shit. Yeah. Keep going. I got to look it up. I don't have any so idea. So Sid, Sid goes to the bathroom. Oh, there's a scene that they cut out that uh, where Sid goes to talk to the principal, and that's why the... Because you wonder why the principal's so aggressive with these scissors while well, Sidney comes in bawling her eyes out, and the principal kind of loses it because of that, which maybe... 
makes it a little more understandable why he's so aggressive yeah. with the scissors. But without that, he just seems like a psycho himself. <laughs> Either way, Sid goes to the There's bathroom. a lot of psychos in this. Look here, fuck sticks. <laughs> Sid goes to the bathroom and the stalls. She's in the stall and uh, two girls start talking about her, saying she's faking for attention. Or maybe she even she's the killer. According to the trivia, the cheerleader is Skeet Ulrich's actual girlfriend. <laughs> wow. Shocker. After they leave, um, she comes out and looks in the mirror, but she hears someone moving around in one of the stalls, but looks underneath, there's no feet or anything, and then she hears someone whisper, yeah. <laughs> that's what he whispers. <laughs> I'm trying to help. Two feet, uh, and a cloak pop down, and she runs to try and get out, um, the, she goes low and he goes high. Yeah. We don't know if this is the killer or if this is someone fucking with her. I assume it's a killer, but he doesn't have a knife or anything, so... Um, At this point, she should be allowed to carry a gun. Yeah. And where she goes, oh, look, there's a At guy least in a taser. Bam! <laughs> or something. The that fucking, wasn't him. Well, he shouldn't have worn that. <laughs> All right. The name of the movie is The Principal. Oh, is it? What's crazy? Stand by me. Oh. No, it's not. Lean on me. Lean on me. <laughs> Lean on me. Stand <laughs> by me. Lean on me. Phoenix. Eventually we'll get it. Good lord. Okay. I've been breathing all day. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Gail runs into Dewey and flirts with him, tries to manipulate him into giving her information about the, the situation. I mean, she does. This is yeah. And him. they go with the trope. I'm a girl. You have to tell me what I want because boobs. Yeah. She and, like, no, and normally I would go, well, it's Arquette and she's Courtney Cox. She's pretty hot, but... He was apparently they're not. Uh, he's not out of her league. So, yeah. He in the movie he's kind of a gooby. What do you mean in the movie? In reality, he's a well, fucking gooby. Yeah. <laughs> but in the, what they're doing is he doesn't get a lot of girls, and, and she's paying attention to him, and she's pretty. And in the trivia, it says that the character was originally written as a hunk, but when he got <laughs> the part, they did some rewrites to make him more doofy. Well. I guess his name wasn't Dewey when they read it. Well, they're also, in the trivia, it also said that he's supposed to be five or six years older than everybody, but he's the same age as everybody else in the movie, so it doesn't really... Yeah, because he's 25, and he's supposed... And, like, they're 17. Yeah, so... But in reality, they're all, like, Like 26. (laughs) Like, these motherfuckers are in high school. Like, these dudes are 30. I was like, this should be a college movie, and then it would seem more... When did She's All That come out? 98. 98, 97. 6, I didn't write it down. It was about the same time. The same problem. I don't have those notes. (laughs) So over the loudspeakers... Like, that motherfucker's got kids. The principal says that because of all the shit going on and because of the people assaulting or attacking Sydney, that classes are canceled for the rest of the day. The police are issuing a citywide curfew. Which I don't... That always seems weird in movies. Like, you can't... Yeah. Like, how do you enforce that without the National Guard? How do these four guys enforce that? Yeah. There's not a lot of people here. If If they don't enforce it, we will learn. You know there's a curfew in the city you live in. Yeah, but not. it doesn't apply to me. No, it doesn't apply to you. It's not for everyone. We have had curfew, though. I want. I want to say. Like they, the you know, they do set curfews and stuff, and there's like a natural disaster. Yeah. Like say, the hurricane is coming. Is like you are all to be in your homes or in designated areas by eight o'clock tonight because it's gonna get fucking bad. Yeah, but and if you're too- out. Fuck yeah! You yeah, just we're not, what you lose is yeah. your. Yeah, we're not gonna privilege. patrol and yeah. make sure that you're okay. We're just gonna say you're on your own. You're yeah. going outside. <laughs> if you go out of beach and start doing donuts because you're a dumbass and you get stuck, 
tough. Hell <laughs> no. Uh, We're not that's risking that our lives because you're a dumbass. I'm drowning. What was that, no, North? you're not drowning. You're dying. What was that? That dude, was it North Carolina where that dude went on the beach in the truck and he fucking got stuck? Yeah. Idiot. Yep. Wasn't even his. He borrowed it. Yeah. <laughs> How pissed are you going to be? Hey, where's my truck? Uh, about that. About that. <laughs> I saw okay. that. He, the dude who owned it didn't find out until the cops showed up at his house and were like, you know, you're, what, why'd you leave your car on the beach? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I gave, the, I gave it to Bob. What do you mean? <laughs> Did you know where Bob is? Hopefully dead. Because he's not. Also, I'll start like to report an assault. Really? Where, who? In about 20 me. minutes when I follow Bob. <laughs> All right. So Stu's excited. He says he's going to throw a party at his house tonight to celebrate school being closed. Snoochin' a motherfucking Yeah, nooch. they're like, I don't know what you did, Sydney, but thank you. Tatum begs Sydney to come, even though she obviously doesn't want to be around people. But wow, she, right, she she's goes. begging Sydney to come. Although, <laughs> it's safer. He, she acts like all put upon, but it'd be super safer to be in a big group. Yep. Than you would think. You would think. <laughs> <laughs> Despite what this movie would have you believe. Depends on the group. <laughs> I mean, we don't know that there's a bunch of murderers in our friend group. Um, back in the school, Fonz is trying on the screen mask and looking in the mirror. And there's a, there's a knock at the door. He opens it. Nobody there. Oh, another knock. Make the barking worse doing that. <laughs> there's another knock, and he comes out and looks around. He looks down the hall, and he sees uh, what he says is Fred the janitor, and that's Wes Craven. Dressed and, up like Freddy. Yeah, he's wearing... Well, he's not dressed up like Freddy. I mean, you know. He's got a hat and a black and he's, white yeah. striped sweater. He's wearing the actual costume from Friday the 13th. Or from Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, but he's missing something very important to be Freddy. <laughs> Big fucking glove. Yes, but he is wearing the actual costume from Nightmare on Elm Street. Except for one accessory. The most important... It, but it, he's wearing <laughs> the literal sweater that was worn in <laughs> Nightmare... So I he didn't returns. know that, and it's I always said, it's like he's wearing a Freddy costume, and he puts <laughs> So he returns to his office and looks around in there. He opens the closet, looks in there, and the jacket from Happy Days, which he wore as Fonzie, is in there. No, not the actual jacket. That's a replica. Oh, is it a replica? The actual jacket is in the Smithsonian. Well, it's probably like 20 of them, I imagine. I'm sure um, there's more than one. Well, this was, they made that in the 70s. They didn't have to have 15 jackets on standby. Maybe. I but know. I do like how every time he opens the door with a mirror, he's startled by himself. I enjoy that. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, it's me. Oh, oh, it's me. <laughs> well, the killer See, was... He knows it's not friends with Fonzarelli because the Fonz... He would have been like, <laughs> hey! He'd have, at, he'd have looked at himself and fixed his head. <laughs> but uh, while he's looking around, the killer was behind the door the whole time, jumps out, stabs him multiple times. See, also you would have been able to stab Fonzie. The knife would have broke. He beat fucking Mork. Yeah, he did. From Ork. Legit alien with powers. Nano, nano. Okay. We catch up with Tatum and Sid. Uh, Tatum's asking Sid if she's sure about Cotton being guilty. Sid says, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, she wants to know if... If she is wrong about the co- if Cotton the killer, if she is wrong about Cotton being the killer, then the real killer is still out there somewhere, and Cotton's gonna die. Tatum says, "You sound like a Wes Carpenter flick." Get it, Wes Carpenter. <laughs> Tatum wants to get ready for the party, so they go inside, and in the background we see the killer <laughs> walking around in the bushes. <laughs> really? Okay, in broad daylight, and no one notices. So then we cut to. Well, a I don't check my bushes for murderers. You don't. 
I don't check our. You know the first thing I do when I get in the car. I'm about to hack them in half. Check the back seat. That's what I do. I always check the back seat. I don't know. I'm always afraid Mickey Rourke's been back there. I used to do that. I left your present. <laughs> I also I, drive with my hand. You know what? <laughs> I used to do that in the Tucson. I always looked in the back seat when I was getting if it was dark out, just in case. I don't do that in my Fiat. Well, in the Fiat, if they're, in <laughs> who the, the fuck's gonna fit? Let's say if they're in the back seat of your Fiat, they earned it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit! Yeah, you got me, bro. <laughs> I don't know how you fit back there without me seeing you. <laughs> that must not be gonna great. get strangled by a six-year-old, I guess. <laughs> Hey, little people can be, be Chucky. Yeah, it could be Chucky, I guess. It could be Chucky. If it's Chucky. It's terrifying. You're screwed. It's like, sorry, or Critter. Oh, oh, my God, it could be It, because clowns. What? And little cars. Oh, yeah, it could be a bunch of It's. <laughs> it could it's be a Graboid. Well. No, that's under the ground. They would just eat my whole car whole. Yeah, that's true, they would. And still be hungry. It could be two gremlins. Well, that's about all you can fit. I don't know. I've given birth, so I might be able to take a gremlin. Use <laughs> my mom powers. If you're in your kitchen. Yeah. If I, yeah. Uh, yeah, if I'm in my uh, kitchen. I don't think you're safe. Do you have the power <laughs> of the microwave with you? I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. So either way. Um, so, she, yeah, they're worried about cotton. Da, 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 da. And she asks if, um, about, she talks about her mom, too, and asks about if, uh, Tatum thinks her mom was a bit of a whore, and Tatum was like, "Well, I guess like how she every says, news outlet has been talking about all the men she was with." She says, "You can only hear that rumor about Richard Gere so many times before you start to believe it. Before you can concerned about the gerbil." And of course, you're yeah. This is referencing Richard Gere sticking a gerbil in his ass. Yeah, which so is a thing, evidently. You'd never heard that before. I had heard it. It was in the news. Well, Sam Kennison and, described it years ago. And by I news, don't remember this. And by no. news, I mean the National Enquirer. By the checkout. <laughs> well, I knew about the dribble. He's up there with Bat Boy and uh, yeah. the dribble thing was funny because um, that's what you know. They said the Pet Shop Boys were those kind of things too. That's well, we cut to a video rental store. But Does I don't anybody remember those? Yes. I was like, oh, it's a blockbuster. And Tony goes, I miss those. <laughs> so Emily. <laughs> a blockbuster was a place you went to rent movies, VHS tapes. Go walls and walls of them. <laughs> Go ask Audra. She'll tell you all about it. And they'd have a million copies of the newest movie, and then a week later you could buy it for like $3. It was this pretty cool. This is fun now that I know Emily listens every time we want to describe something to a young person, because Emily is only 24. Ooh. So we can, I can always say, so Emily. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Emily. You're now the sixth member of the podcast <laughs> after Chael. <laughs> well, I guess she'd be the seventh because there's always Audra. Well, and Ben. Yeah. Well, Will. I thought Ben would pick DJ. Just you're in the family. Yeah. Welcome to the ensemble. No, she was five when Gwen was. Would you stop? I'm sorry, I'm doing that. I want to make sure I got it right. Now, well, how horrific would that be if she's not 24? If you're not 24, please let us know. Can I. Just, no, just call your sister. You ain't got to leave just a message. Go to our Facebook page. Her. Does she have your phone number? <laughs> just give it out. It's seven. It's eight six seven five three zero nine. Damn it! It's the same as Jenny's. That's another reference. <laughs> she might not guess. That's from Jennifer's body. Yeah. You're not going to say the wedding thing again, are you? No. Oh god. I'm not. A, I'm not a still. So. Randy is working there at the video rental store. Gross. Stu finds him. <laughs> And asks if he's coming to the party. Yeah, of course. I get off early. Randy sees Billy and comments on how he should not be standing in the horror section. He's talking to two young ladies. Looks like he's hitting on them. 
As if he doesn't have a long-term girlfriend. <laughs> well, she's currently accusing him of murder, so I would accuse... Well, I would, she, she doesn't she might, They might be on the outs. <laughs> she did apologize, but did she you know really what? feel bad? If my long-time girlfriend accused me of murder, I'm free to talk to other girls. She doesn't listen to the podcast, does she? Well, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does your long-time girlfriend listen to the podcast? I don't have a long-term girlfriend. No. But I'm sure I'll He said term, not time. <laughs> What? You're hurting my feet. Oh. So, Stu defends Billy, saying your feet. it was it. all a misunderstanding. Randy says no. He's he's got killer written all over him, and he should know because he's an expert. Because he's in the movies. Can you hear the dogs howling? What is that? <laughs> it's boss. When an ambulance goes by, boss sometimes howls. That's has, the scariest thing I've ever heard. It has to be an ambulance. He doesn't do it for cops or fire. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I was about to dive out the window. <laughs> it's, a, it's a werewolf. There's an American wolf in here. Apparently. Oh, my God. Full moon somewhere, right? Good Lord. <laughs> a year ago. Oh, my God. We've been friends forever and you've never heard that. I've never heard that. <laughs> oh. I was like, is there a We've boat We've hung out longer than we had that dog. <laughs> I know. I remember when you... You know the worst part is you're not going to hear it on the podcast. Stop yeah. talking about it. Keep going. Oh, oh I bet that's right. on the podcast. <laughs> so Stu says... <laughs> if it's not, I'll do an impression <laughs> next episode. Stu oh. says... Stu <laughs> <laughs> says he thinks oh. that it it's Sydney's father. Nobody can find him. Nobody can get him on a phone. Randy says, no, he's probably dead. He won't show up until the end. I Randy, thought it was so bizarre, the number of facts about this case that everybody just knows. Everybody knew that the killer was wearing town. that mask. Everybody knows that they're looking for her dad and can't find him. The plot. Well, I don't know. They're in high school, and I think... I mean, I'm sure they came up like... <gasps> what happened? <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat so John could, so I can have my feet on John's lap, and he just pulled my legs, so I almost fell off my chair. He's a terrible person. <laughs> she thought it would be funny, because she was talking. Tatum doesn't seem like the kind of person that would uh, keep quiet about the fact yeah, that true. Sydney's dad is not home, and that they can't get a hold of him. Yeah, Tatum seems like a terrible person. Yeah. Well, her name is Tatum. It's better than Ski. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, no offense to any Tatums listening. I'm sure you're nice people and would never do this to your friend. And all the skeets listening, fuck you. <laughs> skeets. Aww. All the skeets. All the skeets, skeets. You're, you've had enough problems without me saying fuck you. you you've been skeeted on your whole life. <laughs> so Randy, Randy has a kind of a bit of a meltdown and starts screaming how everybody's a suspect. And everyone in the movie store just looks at him like, holy shit. He says, the dad's a red herring. Billy did it. And then, would you know, he's Turns behind around. me, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Turns around, Billy grabs him by his shirt. Which I would, too. Like, he's yeah. the killer. But like, fuck you, I'm not the killer. Pretty much. Billy says, how do we know you didn't do it? Maybe you're so fixated on horror movies that your reality button broke. And sadly, Randy agrees. If this was a movie, he would be a prime suspect. Well, he's in the sequel. As Billy leaves, Randy looks to Stu. He goes, you're telling me that's not a killer? And around town, it's getting close to sundown. People are hurrying home, uh, and stores are starting to close up because of the curfew. We see Dewey, Tatum, and Sydney pull up. Uh, Dewey has some cop stuff to do at the station while the girls pick up food and drinks and stuff for the party. They chat a bit. 
Sydney feels guilty about accusing Billy and help and making him wait for sex. Whoa. Tatum says that's dumb. Your mom just died not too long ago. You just need some more time. Billy and his penis don't deserve you. Or like they said in Chasing Amy, a good deep digging. Yeah. But also, maybe what you need is some therapy. <laughs> yeah, probably that. <laughs> well, I don't know. I you were a prime witness of your mother's gruesome death. <laughs> I, I hate to agree with Tatum, but Billy and his penis don't deserve her. That's true. That's true. But you don't... I mean, yes, you need more time. You need as much time as you need. But, but Tatum, in the meantime, it might help you if you had some therapy. <laughs> Tatum totally deserves Stu's penis, though. Yeah, yeah. They're they're great together. Stu seems like the kind of guy that spreads chlamydia all over the school. <laughs> wow, shots fired. So we chlamydia. Yeah, that's oddly specific. You know why? Because it's because the kind you... of thing that there's no symptoms for in men, but just in women. So men don't care if they get it. Wow. Uh huh. Learn that on an episode of Sex in the City. <laughs> That might not even true. Be I was true. gonna say that's, that's just sex in the city facts. <laughs> Dewey catches up with the sheriff. He says the phone records show that the calls uh, of the killer came from Sid's dad, and that it's the anniversary of the mother's murder tomorrow. The sheriff's going to get his guys and search for Sidney's father around the city and if he or around town or whatever. And if he can't find him, they're gonna go house to house. He that wants, seems like a bad way to do business. Yeah, <laughs> all four of them. Excuse me, is there a killer here? No? All right. <laughs> Next. Well, at least they're all home, I guess. Yeah. He wants Dewey to stay in uh, eye, uh, line of sight of Sydney at all times tonight. So Dewey says, sure thing. Dewey drops Sid and Tatum off at the massive house party again. And like, loses the line of she's sight. She's all that. And it's like, oh, I'll stay with her. Y'all have fun. Yeah. He just drops her off. I mean, he stays at the party, but he doesn't. Yeah. Stay with them. All right, so now we get to Matthew Lillard's dance number. Well, first, Gail Weathers sneaks onto the grounds, uh, and Dewey finds her. Dewey asks why she's here, and she says, you never know when a case is going to break. And I'm just like, well, what does that mean? Somebody's going to get murdered here? I think she's just following Sydney. Yeah, because she's a creepy bitch. Dewey says he's basically security. He's going to go inside and check it out. Gail asks if she can come, too. And he says, sure. And then she yeah, sneaks okay. That's not his house. Sneaks in a mini cam. Yeah, she brings a camera in and illegally records people. Inside, the kids are drinking and trying uh, trying to decide on what movie so to film. So if two 16-year-old kids at this house party decide to have sex on that couch, that newsroom van is recording child porn. Uh, thank you for th- wow. our weekly update on how to avoid child porn. And they're all drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah with a with a policeman present. Yeah, but having but, but possession having child porn is kind of a big deal. No, I know, but all of that is going to be bad on Dewey. <laughs> Not so much Dewey as that van. I think that news reporter is going to get in kind of trouble because mm. they've just created child porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. that doesn't seem like it's going to go well for Gail uh, Weathers. Weathers' career. Um, no. Aren't Pulitzer. you the reporter who made child porn? <laughs> <laughs> So inside, the kids are drinking, trying to decide what movie to throw on. Randy's naming off various horror movies and asking if people know how many sequels they have. Then the doorbell rings. Stu answers it and gets excited because Gail Weathers is here and asks uh, Tatum to grab him a beer. Kids what about Bear Witch? Kids at the party are kind of starstruck to see her, but uh, Tatum and Sid are not impressed. I feel like... I don't watch enough TV to even know who the local... Well, I know who the local news anchors are. I'm not going to say. But, like, 
I wouldn't be starstruck by them. No, and it wouldn't them, be a big deal. I've seen local ones all the time. I'm just like, oh, hey. And that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I One would be... I used to live in a townhouse that I used to live in. I'm not sure I would be starstruck by an actual star. The older I get, the less likely I'll be starstruck by anybody. It have to be somebody I really liked for a long time, you know? Scar Joe would be cool. But, you know, again... I saw Brad Pitt or something. I'd be like, oh, fucking cool, man. Yeah. You know? But, again, when but you see like some of their, like... Out. You know, it's like, oh, you're just a person. Yeah. So, uh... Sid, Sid asked Dewey if they found her father yet. No, not yet. Gail uses a uh, distraction to turn on her mini cam and hide it under the TV. Kind of like in between the TV and VHS. And yeah. this, this mini cam... It's about the size of the VHS. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, the mini cams are, I don't know, mini. You can have like, yeah. You can hide them in light sockets and yeah. shit. Now it's the size of a button. But then it was the size of a VHS tape. Yeah. Tatum's buy equipment. Like, who doesn't yeah. see that shit? And have it sent to your phone. Drunk teenagers who <laughs> yeah, are paying group attention. Yeah, this kids. They've, as far as they Although know. you think Randy would see it. He seems like the kind of guy that spots all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah, because he's got that kind of weird shit. Yeah. Randy also gets kind of trashed early, though. That's true. Tatum goes in the garage to get Stu a beer. Uh, it's pretty cold in the garage. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think she's related to Jennifer Aniston, maybe. That's, it is freezing in that garage. Uh, it might be a, a, a meat locker. I don't know. It turned her headlights on. Punching meat or something. Whatever. It must, her headlights were on. The killer's very lucky that she didn't fall on him. As long as yeah, it. I mean, she could have cut him with those. Yes. <laughs> her nipples is what we're speaking about is the case so anyway she opens the garage door leaves the house leaves it kind of open and then leaves the back door open to the kitchen those nipples were harder than all the ones right on the with the suit. nipples <laughs> they were harder than the ones on the bat suit all right yeah, yeah great adamanta nipples that's any, a callback to our last episode any, anything else? carly got some nipples <laughs> you want to talk about yeah, she does have nipples <laughs> that you want to talk about need to talk oh. about them. everyone at this table has nipples <laughs> yeah. oh. you right. too have nipples yeah. what about me greg can you milk me <laughs> i have nipples can you, you can put anyway nipples when she opens the fridge the door to the house shuts some things get knocked knocked over but she looks it's a cat the cat uh, runs out the little pet door that they have. The cat there. also has nipples. Yes. <laughs> More than two. She calms herself down and goes for the door, but now it's locked. And the lights then shut off. She opens the garage door, but it only opens halfway, like it's stuck. When she goes to gets close to the door, she looks back and Ghostface is there. Well, she goes to go... So it gets stuck and it's only up like three feet. But she goes to the door to duck under it to leave... And then it, it shuts. Shut. So she can't get out. Before garage doors would stop. Yeah. If they sensed you. So she backed up. <laughs> right before. Well, so she. I'm not so sure. then I she turned around. <laughs> then she turned around and there was Ghostface. Um, she tries to stay calm and play it off and just asks if it's Randy. Uh, the killer shakes his head. Nope. So she walks over and says, okay, well, uh, what are we playing? Psycho killer? And he says, yep. He shakes his head, yep. And then she goes, well, can I play helpless victim? And he shakes his head a lot, yes, you can. So she tries to push past him, thinking it's Randy, but he stops her. Then he whips out a knife and cuts her forearm. Uh, Tatum drops all the beer on the ground and then screams and falls back into a pile of random garage junk. Killer charges her, um, and she backs away kind of behind the fridge, and when he gets close, she slams the freezer door into his face. It's one of those split 
top bottom freezer fridge deals. Then she runs over, grabs the beer bottles, and starts chucking them at him. She throws one, <laughs> hits him in the fucking face. Yeah, yeah. that might have knocked him which, out. <laughs> which I was every time I watch this movie, I'm disappointed because they could have just gave either or like a little cut yeah. or a bruise, and it would have been so good. Because you know, I don't know. Then you'd be like, "Oh, yeah, that's maybe. the fucking killer." The problem I have with this scene is that she's equal parts incompetent and tough as shit. Yeah. Like, she should have, like, gotten away, or he really should have beat the shit out of her, or she should have been completely incompetent. Dude, she hit him in the face with the door, then in, in, then in the gut, and in the face piece with beer. Like, she was yeah. fighting back pretty good. She should have just cracked the bottle and gutted him after yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> like, move you over, motherfucker. All right. <laughs> so, um, like, they, like they were saying, the beers fuck him up a bit. But then he charges her. She ducks and kind of body flips him and then runs for the garage door. Um, Which she tried to open again. Yeah, but it could, wouldn't open. So she kind of starts to drive to dive through it and gets stuck. Through the uh-huh. door. So dog she gets her big-ass boobies through the cat door, but she can't get her butt out. I'm going to go with I me. was like, if she fit the top half of her through there, she fits the bottom <laughs> half of her through there. Ghostface hits the strongest garage door ever's button and it picks her up and crushes her into the top of it yeah again this breaks her neck somehow and kills yeah, her it looks like it squishes her face like her skull yeah and i'm like okay <laughs> like <laughs> what's Tim the- alan make this garage door yeah. or something like, you know the same it must have been made by the umbrella company because it's like the same thing that happens in the elevator in resident oh, yeah. evil <laughs> you want some shit this is squirrel staring at me through the window like what are you looking at <laughs> all right so you want your nuts <laughs> apparently <laughs> Tony must be part werewolf because he just went squirrel, literally, squirrel? on the podcast. <laughs> I was thinking Tony wanted to be a vampire. Yeah. Maybe he's part werewolf. He'll take werewolf if he gets to be immortal. I mean. <laughs> Some people are leaving the party, apparently uh, not seeing dead Tatum hanging from the garage, when Billy shows up at the front door. No, they're leaving because somebody said that the principal died. I think that's so the second group that leaves. There's a first group that leaves. It's about curfew. A bunch of them leave at curfew. That's right. Because they don't want to break the law. It's curfew, (laughs) so a bunch of them leave. That's right. Um, Yeah. The garage is on, like, the side of the house or the back of the house or something because nobody sees her. And they never show you. We think that the garage door is on the side of the house. Because they never show an actual shot of the front of the house, and all well, these people Well, they do at the, the very end. You see, but, but it, it looks like the garage is on the one side, and the yeah. doors must be. Doesn't matter. No. On the other. It's side. It's just weird it. that you run out the front of a house and you can't see somebody dead hanging in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> just lay out I'm not looking for somebody dead hanging in the garage, though. I, every time I, I leave, I do. Clearly, right. nobody's in the driveway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. We, we talked about this in another podcast but for a house party like that you don't park at the house so when the cops That's come true. you run away and She's you're gone walks away exactly. i don't know it seemed like Duh. they had one of those um circuit even though the half moon shaped driveways because they everybody seems oh jesus who cares about the driveway everybody seems to be like parked in front of the house and taking off towards yeah. the left when the garage is towards the right anyway so billy shows up at the front door now that i've drawn this diagram <laughs> <laughs> sid's looking um looking for tatum but uh, can't seem to find her. She does say her and Billy need to talk. So Stu says, well, they can go to his parents' room and talk or whatever. 
Randy shows up too, and he's disappointed because it looks like Billy and Sid are getting back together, and he wants to hook up. Randy's with Sid. been there the whole time. He just walks up to yeah. the conversation. Yeah, because he had yeah. said earlier to Stu, "Do you think that Sid will go out with me now?" And Stu is like, "No, <laughs> yeah. not ever. You have no chance." Oh, Stu's getting dates. We see now that the cameraman has a feed coming through the uh, through to the van from the house. It's live. Um, and then Gail shows up at the van, but he can see her leaving on the video. So apparently there's like a 30-second delay or something. Like oh, man, I got a delay. How long? I don't know. How long until you get from the house to here? Yeah. So <clears throat> up in Stu's parents' room, we see Billy and Sid talking. Billy wants to apologize again. Excuse me. Why would Sid? Billy apologize? No, he just keeps apologizing. Because he's a piece of shit boyfriend that told her she needs to get over her mom's death so he can get down with her. You so accuse me of murder. Sid says it's all her fault. So suck a dick. She needs to apologize. Well, she does want her to suck a dick. <laughs> and she might have. All right, much like the Hulk, I'll give you that. <laughs> she tells Billy uh, she wants to... Uh, well, no, that's not... Uh, she wants to... They start making out and stuff like that. She's like, this is real life. It's not a movie. And he's like, life is one big movie. Just, That's not true. You just don't, don't get to pick your She's like, why can't I be a Meg Ryan rom-com or yeah. even a good porno? And he's like, what? And she's like, you heard me. Down, we are going to have some hitty-dibbity. Nice. So downstairs, everybody's enjoying the horror movies. Uh, when Mac, I mean, Randy, stands up and has to explain the rules. <laughs> Oh, DJ laughs so hard in nine months from now when he listens to this. <laughs> one number one is you can never have sex. Sex equals death. Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. Number three, finally, the, never. The crowd on the couch is like cheering at all these because they're, they're all, all drunk. High school they're kids. all drunk. They're all. <laughs> um, and finally, never ever say I'll be right back. To this, Stu gets up to get a beer. Ask Randy if he wants one. He says, sure. And he goes, well, I'll be right back. And everyone like, Outside, Gail and her cameraman are watching the feed. Uh, Dewey knocks on the van and says he uh, has to go run down the street to check on, apparently, there's an abandoned vehicle. In the bushes. In the bushes. Uh, Gail wants to go. He says, sure. Dewey and Gail walk down the road because he wants to hang out with her. Still taking the car. More people are leaving the party. Um, they ask Stu where Tatum is. He says, nah, she's probably pissed and got pissed at me and bailed. Upstairs, Billy and Stu are doing some hunka, but not Billy quite. and Stu. Billy and Stu. Billy and Sid <laughs> are doing some hunka, but I know there are some fan not quite chunka. about Billy and Stu. Yeah, but <laughs> we'll get to that. No hunka, no chunka? Little hunka, but no Little chunka. Little but no chunka. Rest of the crew's hanging. Does that mean she... Is that... Is the Chunka sucking a dick? Because she doesn't do that. <laughs> well, we don't know what they do. We don't know. She could be all about it. We have to watch the video from the faculty. Right. The rest of the crew is hanging Wild downstairs. Things. Still, when the phone rings, someone tells Stu that the principal has been killed and hung from the goalposts at the school. Everybody wants to go see that, except Randy. He stays to watch the movie. He's like, look, we're in the middle of a movie, and everybody bails. And they speed out of here... Like they're gonna race. Well, you gotta beat the coroner, I guess, <laughs> if you want to see. Before the, I don't know if I'd want to. Well, I don't know, maybe. But 
I don't know. Were two of the were t- some of those kids the people that the principal said he wanted to like gut? Probably he, he expelled <laughs> them expelled. by the way on the spot for that prank. Yeah. You're expelled, and they're like, "What?" He's like, "I should gut you." I could see them getting expelled for that. <laughs> so if that was but usually when there has to be some paper trail. I didn't pay enough attention to those actors, but if those kids were there, then I could see why they would want to go see this guy that threatened to gut them and then expelled them from school dead. It's like, hey, bro, we still expelled. <laughs> Did you put that paperwork in? I know, yeah. right? Let's just go to class on Monday. Let's check his desk. So Gail and Dewey seem to hit it off on their walk. Um... Like I said, they the have excited, a shared moment. Excited kids haul ass down the road and almost run Dewey down, uh, but he tackles Galing. They get off to the side, and they land on top of each other. Um, and they, they share a kiss. A kiss. Aw. Magical kiss. But then Gail looks to the side and sees a car. Is that the car we're looking for? And they do check it, and it's Sid's dad's car. Gail is well, he sees it from like 15 feet away in the dark. He's like, that's Sid's dad's car. I'm like, wow, you are really, really good at your job. <laughs> and really, really time. terrible. Because <laughs> you probably should not tell the reporter that yes. you identified the car as belonging to the missing person and possible suspect in your murders. Mm-hmm. It seems like bad police work. Well, she just kissed him, so He's you know. Him. Girl powers. Look what, you do to her. look what you do to him. She, he's like, look what you do to me. <laughs> you make me a good cop. <laughs> or a bad cop. So Sid and Billy finish the Mattress Mambo, and she wants good to one, know. Mattress Mambo. When heals to Jesus. Bring that one it's back. It's like super awkward, though. They're getting dressed on opposite sides of the room, not looking at each other. <laughs> and he's like sitting on the floor. He's like, tired. They've been together for years, and they just. And you know what I think about right after I had sex? Did my boyfriend murder? (laughs) (laughs) She said, who did Billy call from jail? He's like, I called my dad. And she's like, no, I saw the cops call your dad. Who did you call? He's like, I called, but I didn't get an answer. And she's like, I mean, he's like, you don't think I did it. And she's like, no, but it would have been a really good way to throw me off if you called me. (laughs) Don't you think they would have noticed when he was in lockup with a voice changer? Uh, (laughs) What are you doing? So Nothing. Then he leans in. What are you on, wearing? He leans in on the bed to talk to to continue to talk to her, and Ghostface comes in the back door, in the door behind him. I mean, and stabs Billy three times, and then chases Sid around the house. And he does some really bad acting. Sid, Sid, yeah, Sid. It's, it's, I don't know if it's good acting or bad acting because it's terrible acting, but. But he's, is, is he doing he's good acting? Actor actor acting? Who's acting I've never actually seen someone be murdered before, so really? I don't know. Is that good? I don't know. Newbies. Fucking worky. So uh, she knocks him down and uh, tries to climb out the window. And then she straight falls yeah. out that window. Yeah, <laughs> or she, she falls. I thought she was going to shut the window on his hand when he's reaching for it, and she just straight falls and off I always the love window. It. I always love movies. I love in movies when people fall out of a window, and it's like, instead of just falling and like eating shit a little bit, like uh, Tango in Tango and Cash, you know, that's a pretty good fall. He lands with his knees and eats it. They always fall like onto their back. I'm like, are you, you just fell two stories onto your back. You're not yeah. going anywhere. You fall three <laughs> feet onto water on yeah. your back and it fucking hurts. It just, it takes the breath away. <laughs> but she, she falls fell in a, on the tarp over the boat. Yeah. Which and it manages not to hit anything hard. It's like yeah. a trampoline. <laughs> Pops yeah. right back up. Or a big good. old net. Yeah, she just gets up. She's good. Well, as she gets up, she sees where Tatum was killed. And screams. Because the boat is in the driveway, right by the yeah. garage door. That's why no one could park there. There's a boat in the way. Yeah. 
So Randy's drunk. He's still watching the movies. Too bad it wasn't a baby boat or they would have seen her. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they'd have used baby boats, we wouldn't have had these problems. Exactly. Look at our website. You'll see. Randy's drunk. Still I think watching. We're a special for the holidays from baby boats. Oops. Yeah, a Christmas special. Yeah, oh baby, my God. baby Jesus on the side of them. <laughs> oh God. A little mangers. Yeah. So Randy's watching the movie, and it's the point Ghost when face comes in. when uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, the Michael Myers, is behind her. And it's he's like, Turn around! Turn around! Turn around! He's hugging the pillow and yelling at her like this time he's gonna save her. But it's funny because he's calling to Jamie Lee Curtis, "Look behind you, Jamie! Look behind you, Jamie!" And his real name is Jamie, and the killer's behind him. And we see the um, guy in the van watching this, or yeah, Sydney gets Sydney to the gets to the van, and they're in the van going, "Turn around, J- or, turn around, Randy, turn around." They should have also been yelling, Jamie. Yeah, and uh, they look out the van, and uh, since there's the delay, they can see the killers there. And uh, since there's a delay, the killers have already come out of the house, and the cameraman gets his throat slashed. And uh, then he stabs Sid in the shoulder, but of course, you know, She's got she gets on. away and runs. Uh, Dewey and Gail return. They, see, they hear the screams, and uh, Dewey tells Gail to call the sheriff while he goes into the house. Do you have a cellular in the van? I need the cellular. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for a Nobody talks out. like that. <laughs> she goes in the van and busts out like the van. <laughs> The fucking brick. You can kill a guy with that phone. Yeah, you were trying. You want to? <laughs> Tony Zach Morris phone. If, if they wanted some defense, just should have carried that thing around. Oh shit! Here comes the killer. We'll throw that yeah. thing at him. He broke Zach the Morris bat. Broke on him. Use this. <laughs> all right. So she drives off. There's blood all over the windshield. And um, she yells, "Get off my van!" Well, <laughs> so she sorry, noticed. Kenny. She knows she was standing in blood, and then gets in the van, and then. And then she drives off, and there's blood all over the Like, thing she has then, to use a windshield wiper, but then she realizes it's blood. Yeah. She's like, ah! She says, I'm sorry, Kenny, but get the fuck off my windshield. And so she sees the body, like, she's come just over driving the around in circles till like, he falls off. Which um, is what I would do. So Sid jumps <laughs> out. Of movements. Sid jumps out of a bush or something, trying to hail her down to get a ride, scares her, and she drives off the road and smashes into a tree. Um, Did she do it on purpose? I think so. <laughs> But is this, she also at some point, Dewey comes out to the window and she's like, ah! and she hits him in the face. Um, so Sid screams for Dewey. He uh, climbs out of the house, but he's got a huge knife in his back. Sid, Sid. And boom. Ghostface comes up to him and pulls the knife out. and Doesn't, doesn't finish killing him. Chases her to the car. Mm-hmm. Sid locks the doors, but he has the keys, which I thought was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Taps on the window with the knife. Yeah. Those are the keys. Ghostface goes back and forth, uh, fucking with her while unlocking the door, locking the door. She locks it back. It's messing with her. Um, he grabs Sid as she calls the police. He opens, while she's trying to keep both the doors locked, he opens the trunk because you can see it opening yeah, behind her. It's a really good, it. I really like that scene. But you can't hear it open. Yeah. And she's more focused on left and right. So he climbs in the back and grabs her. Uh, while she calls the police, and then she kicks him and runs off like she does. Sid runs to Dewey, and Randy runs up limping, saying, Help me, help me, Sid. But at the same time, Stu comes around the other side, saying, No, no, don't listen to him. Randy's been killing everyone. He killed my tater. She grabbed um, Dewey's gun. Yeah. This was next line. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sid pulls Dewey's gun. 
she says, fuck both of you, and goes inside and locks the door. I was probably shoot them both. Like, you know what? I'm not taking any fucking <laughs> yeah. chances. I'm sorry. She's like, I don't believe, I don't know which one of you to trust. <laughs> I don't trust either of you. So, All right, boys, kneecaps on two. Here we yeah, go. Kneecaps on two. So Billy falls uh, down the stairs from upstairs. He's still alive. Sid helps him up and says, uh, give me, he says, give me the gun. Then she opens the door. She's like, don't open the door. They're out there, and they both are calling the other one the killer. And he's like, it's all right, it's all right. And he opens the door. And yeah. then he straight shoots Randy. <laughs> yeah, let's Randy and Randy else. He's mad. Billy says, shoots Randy. No, he says we're all a little bit crazy. He says we're all a little mad. So we all go a little mad sometimes. It's from Psycho. psycho. American Psycho. And then no, she's like, psycho. oh, no. fuck, you are the killer. Psycho, the Alfred Hitchcock movie. Oh. American Psycho is with Christian Bale. I thought he said Where they that. talk about font. Nonsense. I thought he said that in American Psycho, too. No. no. When did you see American Psycho? I've never seen it. That's why yeah, I thought... Why would you know that? <laughs> I thought I've seen, like, clips of that movie where no, he, he does a that. lot of dancing to um, 80s classics. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real weird movie. A very weird book. You know what? You're going to watch that. Is that still free somewhere? We're going to watch that. I don't know. Why I heard, the, that I heard the book was even more messed up than the movie. It is. It's Brett Easton Ellis. He's, uh, he's, his his movie's coming up. Don't worry. Okay. And then you're all going to nag it. You'd be pissed at me. No, my favorite thing. Yeah. Not. <laughs> so, Stu comes in. Sid runs to him, but he pulls out the voice changer. Surprise, Sidney. Oh, fuck. He's in on it, too. Wow, this is a Tony episode. It's 144, <sighs> an hour and 44 minutes already. We've been so. interrupting a lot. We've been doing that lately. He's had some long ones. So, Hurry up, Tony. Billy and Stu are the killers. Stu says, uh, we're going to ask you some questions, and if you get them wrong, you die. But if you get them right, you die. You die. Sid says, you can't get away with this. Stu says, it's easy. We watch a few movies, take a few notes. Billy says, it was easy enough to frame Cotton. And they apparently they killed her mom too. Sid asks why. They say, well, you need a motive. So it's so much better if there's no motive. And then so finally Billy says, okay, if you really want a motive, your mom slept with my dad and broke up my parents' marriage. And then my mom moved away and left me. Maternal, aband- maternal abandonment makes psychopaths. And you slept with a psychopath. So what's that say about you? Stu says, yeah, you aren't even a virgin, so now you got to die because those are the rules. Stu leaves for a second, comes back in with Sid's dad. Hey, it's after midnight, so it's no, Dumbass had a gun. Put it down. Son. Walked away. Didn't come back for the gun. <laughs> Not too bright. He's all like duct taped. <clears throat> they drag her dad in. Yeah. From somewhere, they're gonna frame the basement for it. Yes, that's been hanged. Where been paid for two days? Are mm-hmm. Stu's parents? Yeah. Important questions. Are, well, have they no, already been says, murdered? He says no. they're out of town, mm. and he says they're gonna be mad at him. Oh yeah, that's right. So the killers have uh, have it set up to look like her dad killed everyone and then killed himself. And one last thing, they have uh, they have to almost be dead too. So they stab each other a bunch of times, trying not to hit anyone. I don't anybody. know why they do this first. You wish Let's stab each left. other, yeah. and then we'll finish killing everyone. Because <laughs> they're stupid. And they're yeah. trying to impress her. So I right guess, there in Stu's name, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> His last name's Pid. So Billy stabs Stu Pid a few times, and then uh, apparently stabs him too many times. Stu's starting to get woozy, but goes to get the gun. Well, it's because it's gone. Billy stabs 
Stu and then Stu stabs Billy and gets a little overzealous because I don't think he expected it to hurt that much. So then Billy stabs him some more. Like three yeah. more times. He stabs him in the back and in each arm. Yeah. He's like, stop stabbing me, man. I can't take anymore. I think Billy's like, hey, if Stu dies, hmm. Oh, well. I think he was going to kill him. You think so? Yeah. I don't understand what Stu's motivation was. Cause I know what Billy's motive is, but Stu's motive. There's a thing in the trivia. They said um, uh, amongst there's also a thing that they may be bisexual together. Uh-huh. That's a weird thing that they say it might be. In sure. It. But they say that when when uh, Sid runs from the killer, she runs into Stu's room, mm-hmm. and you have to really pay attention to this part because I missed it. But they said that it's the room that she knocks the surfboard down. Uh-huh. When she runs through the room, you can see it's a bunch of like horror stuff, oh. and then there's babe, there's like uh, Barbie dolls that have their faces oh. cut off and hanging. So he's pieces. just maybe he's, a he's, a, he's a fucked up individual too, apparently. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, but well, yeah, obviously, but that's... but I always thought that Billy was going to kill Stu because the only way you can keep a secret if two people know it is to kill one of them. Exactly. Mm-hmm, okay. Isn't that why you never tell me anything? Because you don't want to have to murder me? Yeah. That's the only reason. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the gun's gone. And Gail Weathers has it. And points it at Stu and Billy. And uh, she says, I got a better ending. I kill you two assholes. Sid says, I, uh, Sid says, I like that ending. <laughs> but Billy's like, I know something you don't know. And he's just walking toward her while she's, and she's like all shaking. She's only holding the gun with one hand. Yeah. She's all shaking. And he just takes it from her. Because she didn't She tries to safety. fire it and nothing happens. She yeah. didn't have the stuff. And then he knocks her out. He's like, like, I know how to work the safety. Click. He gets ready to shoot her. Um, but Stu realizes that Sid and her dad are gone. They and use all the this distract distraction to get away. I don't know how her dad got away yeah. with his knees duct taped together away. so <laughs> quietly. Yeah. You know what I would have done? Hop my happy ass. Yeah. But I we didn't hear it. They if just I was were at, gone. If I was kidnapped by two dudes and sitting in a room with my daughter and watch them stab each other, I would hop my fucking ass out of that room too, man. Like, <laughs> well, the we scariest thing see, I've ever seen. We never see VS shoes on. Perhaps he's in his bare feet. Right. Perhaps he's in socks. Perhaps it wouldn't fucking matter. I'd be hopping my ass across hot glass and everything else. I'm moving. Maybe his driving slippers are very quiet. So the, you ever see uh, Black Panther? They're called sneakers. <laughs> so the phone rings. This time it's Sue. It's Sid. Sued. It's oh. Sid. She has the voice changer. She says, we're going to play a game. It's called Guess You Already Called the Cops on you and Reported Your Sorry Asses. And, uh... And that's I wrote in here. I remember that part because I remember the audience was all cheering about that. That was pretty fucking cool. Uh, Billy tells Stu to go after her, but he is legit almost bled to death. He's like, I can't. So Billy tells Stu to keep her talking, uh, and he gives him the phone while he goes to hunt her down. She asks what his motive is, and he says, I don't know, peer pressure. pressure. He's like, did you really call the cops? My mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. And you improvise that apparently. <laughs> and um, Billy says, uh, "I'll gut you like a like I did your mother, you bitch." And she goes, "Well, you gotta find me first, you pansy ass mama's boy." <laughs> That's pretty funny too. So Billy loses it and uh, runs into the next room, tearing the couch apart, uh, stabbing it, and for no reason. He's you know, like covered in feathers on the arm. It was all bloody. Yeah. He obviously has poor impulse control. Stu asks Sid if she really called the cops. He says, you bet your ass I did. And that's when he says, yeah, my mom and dad are going to be pissed. Billy hears movement, um, starts looking around, but it's the TV. 
Sid comes in from the closet and stabs him with a broom, dropping him. It's an umbrella. It umbrella. I mean umbrella. What is it's it? a metal-tipped umbrella. Yeah. She like stabs him. And she with stabs it. him hard because that's kind of dull. But I guess if you really put some gusto behind it. Well, apparently, again, in the eight-page trivia on this, uh, Skeet Ulrich had a heart defect when he was born, and apparently there's a cut there and some kind of wire mesh or something. Mm-hmm. And so they put a some kind of vest or something to protect him, but it she missed it when she stabbed him, and it stabbed him in his chest and like went into his skin. Oh, Jesus. And like hurt him. <laughs> so when you see that look of his face, it's supposed to be real. Wow. Like, holy shit, that hurt. That would definitely be the shot I would use as a director. Yep. Yeah. That's like the um, Die Hard thing where it says, when they told him, now I recommend, I'm going to drop you on three. And he lets him yeah. go with two. <laughs> so that shock is legitimate shock. <laughs> I mean, so, less stabby, but yeah. same kind of deal. All right, we're going to drop you on three. Ready? One. <laughs> so Sid stabs him with the umbrella. Now she, and she had the ghost face stuff on. Uh, Stu, Stu charges her and throws her to the ground. Uh, they kind of roll each, roll around on each other. And Stu says, I always had a thing about you, Sid. And she gets up and says, in your dreams, and smashes a large TV on him. You kind of give it to Stu. He was really keeping himself together despite almost dying. Mm. I mean, and then he bites it, which is pretty a, horrific. This was a nice Nightmare on Street callback. Yeah. yeah and she kills the him with the TV. And apparently it was also a, improvised by them two, uh, by Lillard and Campbell. And apparently mm. they used to date, so it's kind of like a joke with them. Um, so she walks by. But he should have, she should have said, you're on TV, and then hit him with it. <laughs> yeah. A big break on TV. Mm-hmm. She walks by Billy and Randy, uh, grabs her. He's not dead, because he's a virgin. <laughs> Billy gets up and punches Randy in the face, and then goes to stab Sid, but she sticks her finger in his chest wound, and Gail shoots him. She says, I remember the safety of that time, bastard. Gail, Randy, and Sid walk over to Billy. Sid has the gun at this point and nudges Billy a couple times with her foot. Randy says, be careful because this is the part of the movie where the killer gets up one last time. And Billy does just that. But she shoots him in the fucking head. So not my movie. (laughs) Double tap, motherfuckers. So then her dad falls out of a closet, still tied up. Um, We also get a shot of Dewey uh, going into an ambulance he lived. Apparently he died in the movie. But when they were doing test screenings, everyone loved his character so much that they did a quick Why? little thing and brought him back at the end. I mean, I don't dislike hey, all of them. I don't dislike the character of Dewey, but... It's probably because uh, David Arquette was kind of popular at the time. Maybe. Um, and then Gail sets up her cameras and goes to work. The end? I don't know. Maybe. Is there a post-credit flashlight scene? No. <laughs> I didn't check. <laughs> That's the end. So what do you think? Elaine. Oh! Oh, I get to go first. Elaine never gets to go first. All right. My favorite character is Principal Himbry. Oh, okay. H-I-M-B-R-Y. I had to look that up. Mm -hmm. I had to go through the quotes on IMDb to find it because he's uncredited. No, it's Fonzarelli. Okay. So Principal Fonzarelli is my favorite character. I love him in this. Uh, My least favorite character is Tatum. She sucks. My favorite scene is... Every time when Randy is giving them horror movie rules. And so like that little bit in the video store and the bit at the party. I just think it's very cliche now. And I just think it's funny. And um, my favorite line is it's all a movie, Sid, but you can't pick your genre. My favorite tertiary object is Janitor Fred. (laughs) Um, I really, I really like this movie and I like how it's, Kind, it's like a half serious movie, but half a parody of horror movies. 
I just think it's funny, and I like all the little nods to other horror movies, even movies I haven't seen, because horror movies scare me. And I do find this scary. I, I mean, I've seen it a bunch of times at this point, so it's not as scary as it used to be, but there are still scary bits. And uh, I give this a yay. It's good, and I think it ages pretty good. Except for, except for cell phones. But <laughs> You're think, cellular. You have a cellular phone, son? But I think that yeah. stuff is funny. No, it is. So I think it ages pretty well. So Elaine right. gives it a yay. Carly? All right. My favorite character. I'm going to go with Sid. Okay. She doesn't really super, have one. I didn't super. There, there wasn't somebody that was like, oh, I really like that character. Casey. I'm going with Casey. <laughs> My least favorite character was Billy because he's a creepy dude. <laughs> who's always pressuring her and making her feel bad about the sex situation. Which seems like every 17-year-old dude I know. Yeah. Or new in high school. Okay. My favorite scene was when Randy is by himself watching the movie, talking to Jamie Lee Curtis about how she should turn around, and they're in the van watching him. And the Damn it, you stole my favorite him. scene! <laughs> Shit! My favorite line is when Dewey says to Tatum, remember what mom said, when I wear the uniform, you have to treat me like a man of the law. <laughs> Such a good line. Such a good line. My favorite tertiary object is the giant, comically large scissors that the principal uses <laughs> to thread them. They are massive. Where do you even get scissors that big? I don't know. It's practically a paper cutter. <laughs> and I'll yay it. I think it's all right. I thought it was fun. I do enjoy that it's sort of half horror, half parody of horror. And I've no, never seen parody. any of the scary movie parodies. I've seen the first one. Yeah, I think it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> All the parody movies like that are pretty bad. But this part. is like part parody, <laughs> part movie, and it's good. John? Oh, hey. So I'm giving this a lot of thought. <laughs> um, my favorite character is Dewey mm-hmm. because I just liked him in this, and he played a lovable and competent, except mm-hmm. for when someone showed boobs. My least favorite character is um, Gail Weathers. Mm-hmm. Because reporters annoy me, mm-hmm. and I just didn't like her. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite scene—I gotta get a new favorite scene, a new favorite line. You fucker stole it. <laughs> you can still keep them. It's okay. Double no, up. I'm gonna go with uh, my favorite scene is the opening scene with Drew Barrymore because it's and now it's kind of iconic. What's your favorite scary movie? Yada yada yada. That whole deal, very iconic. Now that's gonna be my new favorite. They even scene. put her face. Her the poster for the movie is her face. Yeah. So that it, you think she's you in. You think it. she's in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite line is, so who do you think is going to play you in the movie? She goes, oh, I don't know. Probably Tori Spelling. <laughs> uh, my favorite tertiary object was Janitor Fred, but would now be the, the video store. Nice. Yeah, the video store. The tape. Uh, going back to your old standby, the, the tape. tape. <laughs> the tape. <laughs> there were tapes in this. And I'm going to give this a soft yay. Soft, a solid yay? Soft a solid yay. yay. It's only, and it's a soft yay only if you have seen this prior, if you're from the 90s. Like, if you're new, like, Emily, this may not be a movie for you. Yes, it is. Because you might be too young to really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's a soft yay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Favorite character, Sid. Least favorite character, Tatum. Mm-hmm. Wow, Matthew Willard uh, got through with no one declaring him. I, and I've said, the, said this to you before, but I hate to admit it, but I actually like Matthew Willard in this movie. I do too. I normally don't. You like him in this movie? Yeah. He doesn't bother me at all. I think he plays his character very well. Okay. Moving and on. it's fun when he dies. All right, still moving on. My favorite scene is the end when they're stabbing each other. It makes me laugh every time because it's so ridiculous. My favorite line is the one that she stole apparently from you and me. 
mm-hmm. life is a movie. You just don't get to pick your genre. And my favorite tertiary object is in Sid's room. She has an Indigo's Indigo Girls poster, which is funny because I've never seen an Indigo's <laughs> poster before. Mm-hmm. And I will yay the movie, of course, because it's your movie. And it's my movie. And I like. I actually like watching it, even rewatching it, because there's so much shit that you can pick up on. Yeah. The second go round, the way that. Billy and Stu will shoot glances at each other and nods knowing what's going on. The principal uh, has two guys that are harassing Sid with the screen thing, so there's two killers. and There's all kinds of like little shit in it that you could pick out if you really looked for that kind of stuff. But In a second fun. watch. Carly? Hey, please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast on Instagram at LMoviePodcastDogs on Twitter at LMoviePodcast you can email LMoviePodcast at gmail.com and uh, go back and listen to our previous episodes. We'd like to hear from you. Especially Holly Davis and the Marble Man. I didn't mention it. Okay. So, all if right. any of our new listeners are interested about baby boats and where they come from, um, oh God, that was first that episode. That was first discussed on our episode about a winner's tale. But Ed has the worst audio of it's any episode so ever. Terrible. It's terrible. Please don't, don't listen, listen to and it. don't watch that movie. Lots of nays on that one. Terrible, <laughs> terrible it's everywhere. Go so back bad. and listen to Willow, where there was prehistoric baby boats. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Prehistoric. <laughs> or go listen to our episode about must love dogs, where we he have makes a, boats. where he makes boats. <laughs> All right, next time. Uh, it's Carly's pick. All right, my Halloween pick. I'm nervous. We're going to do Sweeney Todd. <laughs> <laughs> the demon barber from Baker Street? From Fleet Street. Street. <laughs> oh, Baker Street's fucking... Uh, <laughs> Sweeney Todd. Sheldon, Sheldon Cooper. Honey, it's your favorite Sherlock actor, Holmes. Johnny Depp. It is my favorite I actor, I love Depp. Sweeney Todd. There was a barber. I want to tell you, one. I had originally <laughs> a different favorite line. <laughs> And I don't know if I've ever really paid attention to the lot to the it's all movie Sid until this rewatch. Oh, okay. Because no, previous to this, my favorite line has be always been <laughs> the police are always off track with this shit. If they watch prom night, they'd save some time. There's a formula to it, a very simple formula. Everybody's a suspect. Because I love that part. I just like everyone's reaction because they all look at him like, what are you talking about, dick? Or what a, the one part that's really funny is when he's first talking to Stu and he's like, going off on Stu and he says something about girls or something about fucking girls or something and there's yeah. like a girl like right behind him and she looks at him like what and then she makes a face and walks away it's such a good like you know extra scene you know what's gonna bug Tony it just could have been two hours on the dot but he was talking son of a bitch <laughs> I didn't want to stop I was gonna cut it off at two hours just for you but you were talking so I didn't want to shut Damn it. So we'll just edit it. Oh, one. Oh. Now we gotta edit we out. We don't edit. Half. We don't do that. We don't edit. At least very